Uh, folks at home! Folks at home, how you doing? Ike live. Uh, ha- hope you're having a good evening. Hey, listen. This is show six already. I, I, I know it's hard to believe, but we're six shows in to this thing and uh want to take the time and say man i'm having a lot of fun i appreciate everybody tuning in man i look at my list here we've got we got a hell of a show here we got a hell of a show uh a pete glusick in the house as usual uh Hi, pete, pete in the house um <laughs> love having pete on pete's a normal guest on like live we've got a couple other special guests i want to tell you about let me let me go over to the casting couch and he's becoming a regular now on the show good friend of the show Probably one of the best guys that I know that can catch fish and kill deer at the same time. <laughs> Have you ever done it at the same time? Not at the, not at the same time, but that's a, that's a bucket list thing for me, man. Bucket list. All right, Bob Soley <laughs> on the casting couch. Glad to have Bob here. Uh, and back in the back in the booth, we've got uh, our normal knucklehead back there, <laughs> Brian. His first name, middle name, the last name Carpenter. El Carpentero. Brian the Carpenter. And um, we got a very special guest uh, helping us out today. Anna, we got to give you a nickname, though. Banana. 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 I'm good. Okay. Anna Banana. Anna help, Banana. Helping us out tonight. Anna, we appreciate you. That's Thanks right, for joining yes. us. Uh, and we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you about that later. But let's start the show. We always do the same thing. Um, we want to thank the military. We want to thank active military veterans. Thank you guys for what you do. Um, policemen, firemen, thank you guys. Uh, appreciate everything you do. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got... I don't want to start the show off on a bad note, but uh, want to want to definitely start it by, um, you know, talking about something that uh, a, a good friend of ours, um, Lou Beaver, uh, just passed away, and uh, you know we want to we want to mention that and uh, hope everybody thinks about Lou and his family and 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 prays for his family and his kids, and um, we've got a couple things set up here. Uh, first thing you're going to see here is uh, Bryce queuing up this this little. Memorial kind of thing here and he was a big fan of Springsteen so we're playing a little Springsteen in the back uh, for, Louis. for Louis the other thing I want to do and even though we're inside the studio I want everybody in the room take a second out here for me and pour a little out for Lou just go ahead. You, you can grab it. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. Right Actually, on the carpet. Yeah, just pour it out. Just Becky's pour it. Kill you, Mike. No, Becky's not gonna kill you. <laughs> pour a little bit out for Lou. Um, man, Lou, Brian, I want to get your thoughts on Lou. Was you ever meet a guy that he just so liked by everybody? You know what I mean? And he has this lasting impression on people. Sure. It's amazing because I tell you honestly, I haven't seen Lou in years. Um, but from from grade school to high school. Lou was one of those dudes everybody liked. And um, those dudes are rare. You know what I mean? It's just a genuinely just a good guy, man. A good dude. Just a really good dude. Always a happy guy. Just, just you know, just... Brian, you're talking into the mic. I'm sorry, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, Lou was just a great dude, man. And, uh, you know, he really... This happened. Like you said, we haven't seen him that much in the last 20 years since we left school. Maybe a dozen times, maybe 15 times, reunion, Facebook. But, you know, this this, this happened uh, two days ago, and it just, it just really, really hurt. And I was talking to our buddy Dave, you know, and, and kind of saying, like, how, how, you know, I was re- really hurting from it. And, and he just, you know, that, that's really a testament to the kind of person that Louie is, you know, the, the, just the, the mark he leaves on you, how he 
how you, you know, just, you really feel for just an honest to goodness great dude. He was a good dude. Just an awesome dude. Yeah. You went to high school? High school, grade school with him. You know, one of those dudes doesn't have a bad bone in his butt. Just no. a really good dude. Yeah. But uh, and it, it, it's a shame, and uh, and we're, we're real sorry about it. But, you know, listen to me. We've got a couple little deals. Bri, can, can you, and there's a picture of Louie, too, by the way. We've got a picture of Lou up there, uh, Lou Beaver, and, um, you know, we've got a couple things set up here. So Lou's basically got a fun setup where, uh, you know, if you know Lou or, or you want to contribute, you can go and directly donate. Um, and I, I think we're going to try to pull up here in a second. We have we have the ability to pull it up or no? Do you want me to just... It's up. It's up. The GoFundMe? Yeah, okay. I can't see it. I'm blind. Yeah. So we've got it up on the screen. Uh, you can go to that site, uh, GoFundMe.com. Uh, go to that number that you see, and if, if you want to help out, you can contribute directly to, to Lou. And there's a lot of costs. There's funeral costs. He's got four kids. Yeah. It, there's a lot of stuff going on. The other thing we've got set up, and this is this is uh, this is something that's really cool. Uh, get a look at this real quick. We're doing. Um, we're going to do a jersey. It's on eBay right now. And before the show's over, I'll I'll give you a number for it. Uh, but if you go on eBay under sports memorabilia, uh, we're auctioning off this. It's a MLF hooded jersey. Cool. Uh, Sign down here. It's kind of a one of a kind. Has a little bit of body odor still. It was a worn jersey. So uh, you know, if you want to help out, go go to the eBay site. Uh, and we'll, we'll have it up for you here in a second, the number. But if you want to bid on that, all the proceeds for this thing, we're going to donate straight to Lou's Fund. And uh, and Ike Live tonight will match whatever donation comes in That's great. for this jersey. So, um, hate to start the show out on a somber note, but Lou was a good dude. <clears throat> Lou, we're going to miss you. Uh, rest in peace. A uh, lo- lot of love for Lou Beaver still and always will be. So, we're going to miss you, Lou. You can see the impact that a man like that has just on listening to you guys talk about him. And, uh, you know, that's a great thing that, that there are people out there that have that kind of impact. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm glad to see that you guys are doing this for Yeah, yeah. Sp- special dude. So yeah. let's uh, let's keep going, Brian. That, that, that sucks. I hate starting yeah. the show off on yeah. a bad note, man. Um, that sucks. But let, let's keep it going. And let's, uh, let's switch gears. Let's switch gears a little bit. And uh, this is a big part of the show. This is an exciting part of the show. Do we have a drum roll back there, Brian the uh, Carpenter? No, we don't. Oh, can, can you do something with your fingers? <laughs> what the heck? We need a drum roll. That was your drum roll, buddy. It's terrible, man. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to start this show uh, by talking about a hot topic. Hot topic. And we've got a good one tonight uh, in uh, something recently that happened at the last tournament, the Elite event um, on Chickamauga. And it was... It was basically a run-in between uh, Kevin Van Dam and myself on the water. And so I want to talk about this a little bit, um, and I want to get everybody in the room's opinion, and we're going to throw the number up here in a second. Brian's going to throw up the number. And by the way, let me remind you that directly on the site, Anna, tell me if I'm correct here, People can message straight in through the the instant feedback section, right? Absolutely. Feel free to talk to me. This will be fun. Okay. So uh, 
talk. Talk. Coffee talk. <laughs> so if you want a coffee talk about this hot topic, instant message, call in. Brian's got numbers up now. Or, of course, Facebook and Twitter. You could always uh, send some messages that way. But the hot topic, man, it's confrontation on the water. It happens. But there's a couple things I want to spin off of this. So let's start with just the fact that this does happen, right? This, uh, the, the fact that you end up on the same spot or you're fishing something. In this case, and somebody comes in and wants to claim something, it happens. Um, I think the big thing is people assume this is like a, a rare incident that never happens, this confrontation. Well, this happens all the time. Man, it's a, it's an everyday thing. Shoot, it happens on a Saturday with two guys just going fishing, you know, where they kind of run into each other on the same spot. But it's certainly in tournament scenarios, it's a, it's a big deal because, you know, I mean, guys have invested a lot. They put a lot of practice time and strategy into into things. And, you know, it's inevitable. Guys are skillful. They're knowledgeable. You know, you're going to run into the same schools of fish. And, you know, how you manage that situation is, is man, that's everybody handles it differently. You know, and, and sometimes yeah. sometimes it gets heated. Some people are right. Some people are wrong, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, there's different ways to handle it. And I saw we, we all saw how you and Kevin handled it. Well, yeah. we haven't yet. I've got it queued up. Oh, okay. Do you have it queued up? <laughs> I'm ready to go. Well, we, okay, we saw it on Bassmasters. I, I saw it on Bassmaster you know, TV. I'm going to tell you what's interesting. I, I don't think, has Bob, Bob, have you seen this clip? I, I saw the whole thing. Yeah. You saw it. Okay. I, 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 haven't, the whole yeah. thing. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I was there, yeah. so I know what happened. I was there. It was mm-hmm. me. It wasn't a stunt double. But I haven't seen it yet. So let's so, let's so watch this. Oh, by the way, before you clue it, uh, cue it up, I want to let you know that the Hot Topic is brought to you by... Do you know who it's brought to you by? No. Let me tell you. <laughs> Bass Talk Live, Mark Jeffries in the Bass Zone. Ah, you know the show. Yes, I do. Mr. Jeffries. Yeah, Mark Jeffries, a uh, great guy. For everybody who doesn't know, Bass Talk Live, go to Bass Zone, check out his web show. It's way better than ours, I, I guarantee you. So <laughs> if you like this one, you'll like his. But let's let's uh, play it, Bri. Yep. Okay. Back out on the semifinal day. Right. Uh, it, it, I, I can tell you it's a it's a gray it's a gray area, you know. And uh, 
you know, to, to give you a backstory there, the way they edit it, of course, the magic of TV. Um, when I pulled up on that area, he wasn't there. There was no one there. There was no Russ Lane. There was no Jeff Crete. There was no Ooh. Kevin Van Dam. And I w- actually was fishing a different part of it, like over. And um, and then he came up. And here's the interesting thing: when he came up and he sat down. At, at that time, I thought, you know what? Because I was kind of going to go left, and I thought, you know, I know Kevin's kind of fishing around here, so I'm going to go up this way. And my boat started to turn that way. And then, you know, the thing that got me is just uh, the aggressiveness of it. You know what I mean? Just the just the the bullying nature of what he was trying to do. And I, and I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I've got one of the biggest New Jersey guys sitting on the couch here. If you're born in New Jersey, you don't take no shit from anybody. I'm serious. <laughs> and that's the fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the nature, you know, of I think growing up in the Northeast. He just had to ask me to leave. And that's that's what I said. I'm like, you know, look, if if I'm doing something that you don't think's right and you want me out of here, you're in the top ten, I get it. I'll leave. That's well, all I had well, to say. <laughs> why, why could he ask you to leave? Because he was leading the tournament? <clears throat> well, he wasn't leading the tournament. Uh, he, he, you know, he was in the top ten. But I was having a good event, too. You know, uh, up to that point, I still had potential to do well. Or who knows when, if I get three or four of the right bites. Um but, you know, I decided to cede the spot to him. I just didn't like the aggressive nature. But this kind of thing happens all the time. Let me guarantee everybody watching, this happens every tournament. Elites, opens, club tournaments, it happens all the time. i tell you the other thing, and I'll spin it here, and then we'll open up some questions. The other thing, why did they even show that on Bassmaster? Why'd they show it? Controversy, man. Yeah, it's controversy. To bring, uh, you know, it's to bring some, you know, every sport some has some kind of... Yeah, exactly, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I agree with Mike 100%, man. It's about the approach, dude. You know, when somebody comes at you and they're barking, especially me, I spent four years in the Marine Corps, dude, nobody's barking at me. You know? And I'm from the Northeast <laughs> on top of that. You know what I'm saying, dude? If he would have said, hey, Mike, you know, we've been fishing here, you know, could you, could you, you know, just... And I know, Mike already left, and he was, you know... Van Dam was kind of like, you know, kind of barking at him a little bit. And I, I probably would have ran his boat over, but that's just me, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, well, that's, you it, know. You know, it, it's, a tough, it's a tough scenario, you know. You guys both were right, in my opinion. You know, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, what do you do in that scenario, you know? Um, like, as you indicated, maybe you were fishing a piece of, I don't know where you were, what you were fishing, but I assume it's a shoal or, you know, a shelf or something. You, you were targeting a different an area according to you that that he was targeting and you know somehow you guys could have communicated that to each other without fighting you may have been able to share the spot to a certain extent a lot of times when a guy gets close to you especially in open water you, you assume the worst you assume he's going to try to cut your throat uh he's fishing your spot but i've noticed that like when i fish up at the great lakes i mean you got a, this vast open water areas and you think oh man he's he's sitting right on my waypoint but the closer you get to him, you realize he's yeah. not. Yeah. He's not actually there. But you could you could wind up fighting with a guy, right. and you're actually fishing two completely different sections right. of the spot. I, I got a question. Is that we we grew up in the Northeast fishing, and we fish small bodies of water, and you know, like to us, to me, 
you know, 25 yards isn't close, you know, because that's how I grew up fishing. I mean, yeah, we right. fish called tournaments or federation tournaments, yeah. and, you know, you're bashing boats almost. So maybe, like, a guy that comes from somewhere else in the country thinks maybe 500 yards is too close. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but yeah. all you have to do is say, hey, you know, this is my kind of, you know, I've been fishing this the last couple of days. You know, you mind leaving? Not, hey, you think this is cool? Because I think... Right there, you're looking like Mike said. It's an aggressive approach towards somebody, and you know it's not the right thing to do. You're professionals out on the water. You say, hey, you know, I've been here for a couple of days. You mind leaving, man? That's yeah. all you have to say, man. You know, right, right. And that's aggression. You're when you come out. When somebody's aggressive with you, you always you always match it with aggression. Absolutely. And man. you're going to run into you know a, a lot of conflict that way. Communication is key, man. I I agree with you. Yeah. You got you got to talk about that stuff. But in Kevin's defense. He was successful. He was successful. He used he he used his strat. He used um, I don't know an aggressive strategy, an intimidation strategy. That is intimidation is huge, man. I mean, when I first was a rookie on the top 100, I mean those guys were. Those guys were always trying to intimidate me, man. They pull up, give you looks, try yeah. to position their boat, and try to try to intimidate you. But sometimes it works. So I, I don't I think I don't think you're not going to intimidate Mike, dude. It's not the deal. He, Mike would have left no matter how he approached it, dude. I mean, he, he wasn't he wasn't doing it to, to be aggressive, like to say, you know, I'm, you know, get off my. He was doing it to be a basically an a hole, dude. In my opinion, I did have I had a switchblade and nunchucks on me. <laughs> You know what I mean? You guys are professional. I mean, you guys are at the same level. You talk, hey, dude, you know, I've been here for three days. Mike might have said, how did you know? I didn't know. You weren't here ten minutes ago. Yeah. You yeah. know, so yeah. all you had to do was ask him to leave, yeah. dude, and that, in my and, opinion. And again, that stuff happens all the time. And you know what? I, I'd hate to disappoint everybody watching, but uh, we did kind of talk after we talked at ICAST. So, you know. In competition, it happens, and you go on. You know, it's heated. When when you're fishing for points and a hundred thousand dollars, it's competition. It's like any yeah. other sport, you know. But again. Was it right that they aired it? You know, I don't know. Did it affect the well, outcome a, of the event? It's a TMZ move. You know? yeah, that's a whole other topic. I right. Mean, you know what they like to do. It, I mean, that gets ratings. That gets, gets ratings, ratings today. It, it brings the drama. It dr- brings the personal nature to to things. You know, you get to see. Uh, you know, you get to see people fighting like that. You get to you get to learn a lot about a personality. Right. People can connect with you in a good and bad way. They can they can dislike you for the way you acted. Right. They can like you for the way you acted. But both of those things are good in the world of entertainment. Right. And hey, let's all you know face it. Right. You know, well, that, so it, this is an entertainment business. That's that's what. That's what this is all about. It's yeah. like what Mike talked about. Maybe people don't realize this stuff goes on out there. You know, that bring it to light. Hey, man, yeah. this, this stuff happens all the time. Like yep. Mike said, you could be in a club tournament and, you know, your best friend, you're telling him, hey, dude, <laughs> you yeah. know, get, get off my spot, you know. I, and, I think they should know. bring a cage match wrestling back into the sport. Johnny Morris <laughs> against Ray Scott. <laughs> cage match. Well, I, I, I think the, the fishermen are more like basketball players, and they do a lot of slap fighting, you know. <laughs> As far as I, <laughs> as far as I know, I've never heard of anybody really having a throwdown over a spot, or you know, on the on the top level. Well, I, I beg to differ there. <laughs> Marine Corps talking. Yeah, yeah, I've been in a situation where okay, I didn't come to blows, but you know, I you know, I felt like I was doing something right, and everybody thought I was doing something wrong, but. You know, like Mike said, the approach, man, the way they came at me. It wasn't like, uh, 
You know, how many times are you going to poke me before I decide to snap on you, man, you know? Yep. And that's basically what it boiled down to. Yeah. So, you crazy, know. Crazy scenario. Hey, do we, Brian the Carpenter, Anna, we got any questions, uh, phone, we got any, anybody calling in, anybody curious about this topic, or is it dead back there? No, we have a lot of people basically saying what you guys are saying, that, you know, KVD wasn't being, um, he was being aggressive towards his spot, and you did the right thing by staying classy and, and moving away from the situation, but I think another section of our um, viewers just feel that you should have stayed in that spot, and that you're both on the Toyota team, and it, that made it a community hole, and you should have both been on the same side. Mm. Good, good yeah. point. That's a good point. Yeah, that, that's like I say. I, I kind of agree. You both were right. Yeah. You know well, what what's I mean? What's too close, man? That's I, Mike. You fish all the time. Pete, you fish all the time. What What's too close, man? If you can smell someone's body odor, Jesus, I believe that's too close. <laughs> and a lot of guys on tour do not wear deodorant. <laughs> I believe it. There's a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, it just it just depends, man. <laughs> what's it depend on now? Tell, tell you me. Know, tell you know some of the. Well, what you do you know, think? Like so a bank? Are you guarding a bank? Are you guarding? You know, a, if a I'm shoal? fishing, if, if if I'm fishing down a row of docks on the bank, and a guy jumps in front of me on two or three or four docks in front of me, and I'm going this way, I mean that's a clear, you know, vi- you're getting in my grill, and you're going to have a confrontation. Yeah. You know, um, that that's too close. If I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm fishing, uh, you, you know, a grass bed that is a little bit more undefined, mm-hmm. and guys are meandering around you where you. Can't can't really define something as specific as what's on the bank, you know. Maybe, maybe you have to be in a position to let people get a little closer, um, you know. But boy, you know, every situation is real specific. Best thing to do, like you, like we talked about already, is to talk about it. But you know, if you can have some communication with those people, sometimes you can work it out. One of the, one of the best things I've found to do is when, especially in the beginning of a tournament, and you're you're showing up, right? You're blowing in, you're blowing first, he blows in second, or vice versa, and you have words on a spot that's relatively small. A lot of times, you can work together. And prevent anybody else from coming into the area and actually benefit each other that way if you can stop from fighting long enough to make a deal and and get something worked out. You know, that's maybe one of my problems because when I fish, dude, I don't even look at anybody. I could care less if you're bumping into my boat or you might be yelling at me. I'm not even paying attention to you, dude. You zone out. Yeah, I'm just fishing. That's all I want to do. You know, I don't really, I don't get, you know, let somebody get me out of my game over pulling up on me or pulling next to me me or whatever it is or they're barking at me whatever i just do my thing dude and you know and i, I don't talk much i just do whatever man that's that's my best approach dude you know literally <laughs> exactly well as much as but but that has that avoided confrontation for you over the years it, no it, no it listen it, it i it, it on the water i i don't get into confrontations off the water i've been in confrontations over what supposedly i did on the water so you know i've never got into like a heated argument, yeah. <laughs> a shouting match on a water. That was somebody. one of your victims. Yeah, probably mm. was. But you know, I never get in a shouting match. It's always after the weigh-in. And and there's a lot to that, man. I mean, when somebody pulls up in your spot, you know, like Mike can catch him. You know, you know, you kind of feel like, hey, you know, this guy's gonna come in, and, you know, catch some bass that maybe I can catch. You know, and and sometimes, you know, it depends on. I guess you know they're looking at that person and saying, you know, he could either catch him or not or whatever. I don't know what's going through their mind at the time. You know, well, they they feel. 
you know, some maybe he's feeling intimidated a little bit that, you know, this guy that you know that can catch him just pulled in, you know, within, well, to me it was a mile away at Miles of Bend, but, you know, 120 yards, I don't know exactly how far it was, but, you know, you feel maybe intimidated by that, you know. So that approach to him is like, say, hey, dude, you know. You yeah, know. He, yeah, by be, the way, just to jump back, he was a couple hundred yards away. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Kicked his trolling motor on high. You and, know what I mean? came over. And started firing cast well, in my direction. Well, well hey, here's newsflash, guys. <laughs> Being timid in the world of professional bass fishing is not going to get you into the winter circle. It's not. You no, know, don't be yeah. timid. No. You know, you don't be meek. Yeah. You've got to be you've got to be able to get after it. And one of one of the things I always say is real is real key is when people try to pull me off a spot and say you don't have a right to fish here, I tell them that's what cuts are for. You know, <laughs> when they have the cut to the top 50 or the top 10, that's actually a good answer. And I'm not in it. That's a real good answer. You got the spot all to yourself but until then it's it's game on I, i'm here i like that one and if you beat your chest a lot of times <laughs> they'll just run away uh brian the carpenter we, we have a caller we do have a caller okay go ahead mudge wrong hey man hey. how you doing what's your name where are you from john hansen from street maryland john <laughs> john how are you I'm good. How are you guys? Good. We're good. We're doing good, John. Good to hear from you. All right. You. I, I, got, I got a comment on this because me and Pete talk about this all the time when we're doing on-the-water training. Yep. And I've nicknamed Pete PL. And PL stands for peace-loving. Because every time, every time we're on the water, somebody will pull up on us and fish the same dock we're on. And Pete's like, oh, he don't know how to fish anyway. Way. Just let him fish. Let him fish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you you let, can't let, ever let, rattle his cage. Let me, no let, matter what happens. Let, wow. Well, see, the important part of my game is to not get rattled. Right. You know, but me and John were out fishing. This guy was 105 years old. You know, he had a boat that was older than he was. He was trying to throw out an anchor. He had rods that were fiberglass from 1950. A boron. Yes. Yeah. Pistol And he pulled up on the other side of the dock that we were fishing. Now, John wanted me to get in the boat and fight the guy. <laughs> you would have lost. Yeah, he yeah. Peace, water. Yeah, my money's on him, dude. Well, yeah. That guy's pretty tough to be on her. Sure, yeah. that sure makes you mean. Let me tell you, he had high T levels. I'm sure. He did. But that's 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 a good point. I, you know, there's a time to confront, and there's a time not to confront. Yeah. And every angler is faced with that at some point. And in that particular situation, I let the old man have a shot at you the dock. You know what's not helping your your situation is your boat. It's bright. Than your shirt, Pete. <laughs> Think like a sore thumb out there. Of course, people are going to follow you. Well, they shouldn't cut me off. They should see me there, right? They should. Oh, the guy in the orange boat's fishing there. Maybe I'll leave it alone. That's true. Not not that day. I didn't think of that. But good comment, John. Yeah, that is a good comment. I appreciate it. John, by the way, you still on the phone? You're doing a great job. Thank you. Hey, before I let you go, what do you think about my golf pants tonight? Hold on. Let me... Let me ooh, ooh. Uh, my wife, I make her watch the show, and, and she, I drive her crazy with all the fish, and she loves the pants. 
She loves the pants. She likes the pants. Okay. Well, well now she likes them even better, she just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give a, a quick shout-out to John, his mobile auto service. If you live in Maryland, Virginia, um, Delaware, where else do you service, John? Oh, South Philly. South Philly, cheesesteak nice. country. Nice. That's right. Give, give him a call, mobile auto service. Look him up online. But appreciate you, John. Yeah, thanks for calling in, John. Good to hear from you, man. Appreciate it. Take it easy. I like that concept, man. Pete and a 101-year-old dude <laughs> in a bra. That's yeah. I like it. Anna, what do you think about that? Yeah. I think the 101-year-old man, I think he's got Pete. For sure. For sure. For sure. Head off. Sorry, yeah, going down. That's just because I called you guys at six o'clock in the morning yesterday. So uh, he's still bitter. Nah, that, no, that, that, was, that, that was that was today. That was this yeah, morning. Today, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I remember Pete hulking out in uh, Voorhees. Get, get a, uh, We're not getting enough shots of you guys back there. We need we need video what you, you guys actually this? look like. Let, let's hear this. <laughs> Brian, give yourselves a full shot on this story because I like to hear about this. Uh, we got to give give them the mile version though. I wasn't actually there. Okay. Well then. I think it was McGraw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you, you can feel free to change the story any way you want. I just, I just heard that he was pretty much hulking out of his shirt. Oh, Pete's a mean dude. Seriously, that hundred-year-old dude would be in trouble. Yeah, he'd be in trouble. Yeah, they, they, in trouble. they were called. They were causing trouble with. It. We were peace loving. We were. We were That's just true. enjoying the evening. Yeah. But they weren't having it. Nope. <laughs> nope. That happens sometimes. All right. Any more, Anna? Any more uh, instant feedback uh, comments before we move on to, to topics here? Um. Well, let's see. This just everyone just seems to be agreeing with you. They think that you're the man, Mike. Apparently, all your viewers think that you're the man, <laughs> and um, that you should have taken over that fishing hole, that community hole that was all yours. <laughs> that's what they keep telling me over here. Um, Becky also says she loves your pants. Wow! Thank <laughs> you, Rebecca. Love you, miss you. Yep, Becky loves your pants. <laughs> yep. And um, there, there is one unrelated question. What? There is one unrelated question to the topic, um, just to spice it up a little bit. And I, it says, from Seedon, it says, I wonder if Mike has any fishing superstitions. Ah, that's a good little twist before we change topics well, here. Well, do you? Fishing superstitions. Bananas. Uh, no, uh, yep, no bananas in the boat. And a banana? No not bananas allowed. in my boat. Huh. Not to I feel like bananas are bad luck. Here's a weird superstition that I have. If I'm doing well in a tournament, I like to keep the same apparel going on if things are happening. Does so that include your underwear? Not underwear. <laughs> Socks, <laughs> short socks. I'll wear the same socks for four days. Oh. I'm telling you. Oh. I'm in the mall for Champlain for, for ten days. Dude, I'll wear the same socks. They'll get up and walk away on their own after day four. That's, That's great. Shorts, the hat. You know, look at that hat. Where's that hat at? There, it, uh, it's too high up. Yeah. I've got my angle of the year hat up there. Wore the same hat the whole year when I started getting on a roll. Big believer in that. How about nice. you, Pete? Superstition? I have a similar superstition. Okay. My son gave me a uh, bought me a pair of Elmo PJs that I wore with uh, these guys. Wow. When I won Lake Cayuga. Be, be careful with that guy. That's right. I'm, and they I'm still wearing them, trying to get back into the winner circle again. Wow. I like no, it. I like it. His jeans right now. <laughs> I like it. 
I like Bob. You got any? None, man. I just go out there and I. I mean, I. I. I you know, it's all about fishing, dude, and you know, no luck, no whatever. Well, let, let me tell you something. Let me tell everybody real quick, though. You don't have any superstitions, but most of your tackle fits in a brown paper bag. That's yeah, three, and you yeah. still catch them. Yeah, exactly. Better than everybody exactly. else. Yeah. How do you do that? Three rod Bob, dude. You oh know the deal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. That's George Cochran's yeah. recipe. He, yeah. he works out of a Walmart bag too. I'm yeah. telling you, it's yeah. unbelievable. When you got it, you got it. Tackle sack. All right, let, let's move on. Uh, there were some great comments and. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. You finally found the applause button. I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to move on. And uh, at this juncture of the show, this is an exciting part of the show because we're going to talk a little bit about and, and get into, peek into one of the biggest fishing shows of the year called iCast. And uh, a lot of people know what iCast is. For, the, for those viewers that don't, the fans that don't, iCast is the single biggest business-to-business show throughout the year. It's a place where all the new products come out. Uh, it's a place where a lot of business is done. Um, and we really get to see a lot of cool new stuff. Some good, some okay, and some really terrible. Some really hideous stuff. So uh, we're, we're going to start talking about iCast right here uh, amongst ourselves. And then I'm going to let, let the cat out of the bag right now. We've got some special guests, Pete, coming on tonight to talk about iCast. Very cool guests. A very cool guests. We've got uh, Justin Lucas, up-and-coming young guy, cutting-edge guy. Mm-hmm. And then we've got another guy, a lot older. He's probably 30 or 40 years older than Justin. <laughs> uh, Brandon Polnick is going to join us tonight. So we're going to have some good the insight. Prodigy. Yeah, the prodigy. We're going to have some good insight uh, into iCast. But... Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Initial thoughts of iCast 2014. By the way, it was in Orlando this year, which is a little different. A lot of times it's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. This year it was down in Disney World. What are your initial thoughts of iCast? Well, you know, I guess my initial thoughts were, man, the fishing industry seems to be doing well. Yeah. That's my initial thoughts. Uh, everybody was there. I mean, everybody rolled out big and uh, had some great uh, new products. Some you know great displays, and um, you know it seems like the fishing business, the fishing world is alive and well. Um, so you know that that would be my initial you know observations down there. I had a, had a great time, you know, working with uh, our existing sponsors at Bass University and some of my own personal sponsors. Yeah. Um, you know, it's was, it was great. Met a lot of new people that want to get involved with Bass University, and uh, you know it's 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 real exciting to see that. A lot so, of networking going on at I. It's a ton of networking. It's man, you got to see everybody. I saw Bill. I saw Bill dance, uh, which was cool. Yeah. I saw that dude that's a captain on the uh, the uh, deadliest catch. Did you see him walking around? I did. Around? I heard he was there. Yeah. I wanted to see. Him. I saw that guy. I wanted yeah. to get a picture with that guy. Yeah. I didn't get Captain Wild Bill. Captain Bill. Yeah. Absolutely. He was. It was very cool. Yeah. Who's who in fishing was there? Roland Martin. I visited. I, I caught Scott Martin and Roland Martin together. And father and son. Father and son. Wow! I, I, I took a picture. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I had and I, I I fished with Roland. We stay near each other sometimes, and of course Scott and I are friends, and and he's done the Bass University. So yeah, it's neat to see them together. So yeah. it's uh, networking key key down there. Key. You, you know, everybody that's in the fishing business is at ICAST. Yeah. Is there one thing that sticks out in your mind as something that you saw that you were like, wow, or 
Yeah. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> you, you're, you're catching me off guard with that. And you can't say the models that were walking around <laughs> at some of the booths. You know, I, we had, Shelly might be watching. I know, Shelly, I know Shelly is watching. Okay. We, had, we had some models walking around, but they say that the uh, the guys were telling me that the surf surf fishing seminar is nothing but models. So Wow. You know, I missed that. In case you're interested. I saw that. the old guys. <laughs> the modeling no. old guys. No, but we, we saw some new stuff, but uh, the Realis... Uh, stuff. I saw some really cool um, cutting edge company, high tech stuff. Yep. You know, they they started out with that uh, spy baiting deal, yep. or I don't know if they started out with it, but they certainly have one. And um, you know, they had a, they had a great display because I hadn't really uh, visited with with that company before, so I got to see some of their products. Yep. And they got some pretty neat stuff out. Yeah, I tell you, I was amazed at the amount of kayaks, canoes, small boats, stand up mm. paddle boards. It blew me away. I felt mm. like as I walked around half the show was dedicated to like new forms of fishing you know that that to me is pretty awesome man i love seeing it i love seeing kayaks are amazing oh, it's great it's it, i mean we have fishing clubs bass fishing clubs you might have a big club is 50 80 people there have 500 800 people in their kayak fishing clubs Ka- yeah you kayak know, it makes fishing very accessible, accessible. they redfish out of them things man they redfish yeah. out of them yeah. dude they i've seen great white shark. fish yep. yeah. yeah it's crazy amazing man yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, and it's accessible. I mean, it's like, you know, and that's one of the things we talk about fishing all the time because these guys come out of college. You know, they got these great college programs. And, boy, yeah. it takes a long time to be able to step from, you know, fishing as, as a non-boater to into a, yeah. you know, $150,000 boat and truck yes. combo. Yes. And, you know, it's it's kind of cool that, you know, I don't know if kayaking bridges that gap, <clears> but it certainly allows people to get out on the water and fish. And, and I tell people that. That all the time. You don't have to have a sixty thousand dollar boat to get out there and learn how to bass fish. I, you and I did it in a little yeah. aluminum rigs with trolling motors. John boat, John, John boat, another yeah. John boat, yeah. brother, yeah. Right here on the couch. So yeah. I think kayaks is the next wave of, uh, of of getting people out on the water. So that was that's true. That was awesome to see. Yeah, I love the little power pole. Power pole mini. Uh, power pole mini on yeah. the back of those uh, awesome, kayaks. Yeah, oh, that's, that's so cool. That's neat. All that's the features. So, that's so cool. Brian the Carpenter, were you saying something back there? Yeah, do you want us to uh, dial up Justin? Yeah, dial in Justin. And, and as we're ju- we're going to get Justin Lucas here on the phone a little bit, talk about iCast. Before we do that, real quick, uh, can you give me a crotch cam, Brian? I want to show. Oh, for sure. I want to show you one All thing. Uh, I've got a bunch of cool stuff laid out here on the table. Uh, a lot of the stuff that that I introduced the classic this year <laughs> were new colors you know it's it's not necessarily new forms of baits but new colors so I've got some new stuff from Mullix new Ike's custom colors from Mullix have some new Rapala DT colors here's here's the one I'm stoked about Pete look at this thing I, I don't think you've seen this yet I'm gonna open this up new Rapala X-Rap colors in mm. the Ike's custom. Oh, colors. dude, I'm digging that. Fade it. Look at this. Fade mm. it. The metal flake. Look at that thing. That's nice. What do you think about that thing? It's Champlain. Give me a crotch cam on that, Brian. <laughs> that's that's called the river perch color. What do you think about that thing in Champlain? 
you know, those little translucent perch colors up there are awesome. <laughs> that, that looks nice. It looks interesting. It looks nice. And one last thing. Uh, you might not have that one after. That hopefully will stay. One last thing. Uh, this is a really cool product I saw. And this is this is a bait by a good buddy of mine, Joe Everett. Uh, if, if everybody knows Joe, Joe's a big bass expert uh, from California. And he's got this cool little custom jig from V&M. It's a neat jig because this is a technique-specific jig. Dude, he's caught, like, I don't know, like a 1,000 fish over 10 pounds. Like, something ridiculous. Dude catches giants, and this is his jig. This is what he catches most of those big what's fish the, on. What's the technique? A lot of bed fish. He does a lot of bed fishing, but he's got this system down to a science, and this particular jig is the one he's using. So I want everybody to keep keep an eye out for that. Joe's a good dude and this is Joe's jig from VNM. Alright, let's go to uh, let's go to Justin. We have Justin on the phone, Bry? Alright. Dial him in. Justin. What's up? Justin Lucas! Justin Lucas everybody, round of applause. <laughs> How are you tonight, man? Dude, I'm doing good, man. The wife's working, and uh, <laughs> I love it. Where, where, where you be? Where are you at? I'd be in the office watching YouTube uh, clowns before <laughs> you call me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, once again, for all the fans watching, listening, Justin Lucas, uh, he he's he's the young gun of the sport right now. He's he's the guy that's coming up. Uh, very exciting guy, um, cutting edge guy, Pete. He he's the future of the sport. Have, so. have you ever run into Kevin Van Dam out on the show? <laughs> <laughs> no kind I of I appreciate it. <laughs> Don't let him bully you. That's rule number one. Uh, <laughs> Learn. <laughs> what to get your th- thoughts on a couple things. Before we move into ICAST, tell me about Delaware River, man. What are your thoughts? I know you made it up here. We've got, uh, and Pete, keep your mouth cl- closed. We can't have any information. So this is me and well, Justin talking. Well, this is public information, this right? This is public information. Well, you, you can't say it. You can't say it. It's a gag order. Yeah, it's a gag order. <laughs> what do you think about the Delaware? What were your thoughts? Dude, uh, I got, I mean, can I be honest? Be honest, absolutely. We love honest. All right, man. The river, cool place. I, I didn't actually, I didn't even cast at all except to snag some grass, which I didn't even know that there was going to be grass there. So that was yeah. cool to see. I was yeah. pretty excited about that. A lot of grass, too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I like the tides, dude. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Delta. Yeah. Way bigger tides. Unbelievable, like, how fast that water's moving. Yeah. I went down to Chester the first day to practice, and I didn't know where to launch either. That was, I'm not going to lie, dude. It was kind of like a scary thing trying to pick a boat ramp down there. Chester is like, a scary place. Once you get well, into the ramp facility, it's you're nice. okay. No, you're okay. <laughs> He's lucky he made it. Yeah, that dude. I, <laughs> I had a guy roll up on me talking about how nice the rig was and stuff. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was like... You know, not sure if it was going to be there, dude. <laughs> oh my god! Did you? Did someone but, try to wash your windows as you were at the stoplight? No, or? no, none of none of that. But uh, I don't know. I just parked right next to that soccer stadium as close as I could to security guard that was working over there. But dude, you know, I mean, the area was just new for me. I haven't ever been. I've, dude, that was my first time ever even in that area. I've never been to New York City. I've never been to Boston. Never been to Philly. Yeah. So that was all 
really new for me over there. But I'll tell you what I do love, dude, is that they have Wawa's everywhere. Oh, I Wawa. love that gas station. <laughs> big fan. Um, we're love, we're we big fans Wawa. of Wawa. I tell you, if you live in the Northeast, mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts and Wawa. We we we, we live for that stuff. Wawa. Are, are you Sheets or Wawa? Because I've, I've learned you got to be one or the other, right? Yeah. yeah. Wawa's better than Sheets, in my opinion. What yeah. do you think? I, I'd, I'd have to agree. Yeah. Wawa's the best. They got the best wraps, the best food. Gas. It's all good. Oh, uh, it's the it's the best. I, and they I, get those massive Wawa's, you know, with the massive gas pumps. You can pull I your even boat dr- up. I drink the gasoline cool. at Wawa. And it's good. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Wawa. Oh, we don't want to talk about that. His favorite Wawa is near your house. We won't talk about that. Let's not get into that. Let's not get in. Well, I like I like that you say that, man, because I, I tell you, now I'm, I'll let. This is a good time to do it. I'll let Pete uh, voice a little opinion here. I heard a lot of negativity walking around ICAST. I know you did. Uh, about the river? Yeah, people are people are mad. Like, plain old mad. Hostile. Hostile. That they're coming the to the Delaware. Yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't feel that way, dude. I'm, I've, I've been telling people that I'm more excited about that tournament than any other tournament this year, to be honest. And I may, dude, I may finish 98th there, you know, but... To me, I love the fact that we've never had a tournament there. Yeah. Or that I know of we've never had one. So I think yeah. that's just I think that's awesome. That's 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 great to hear. We we've heard too much complaining over the last couple weeks from other guys. I, I tell you, you know, I love that opinion and, and I talked to Rick Clun and uh, uh Takahiro and uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of others that had that, that you know, that great attitude. They can't wait to fish a new body of water. And uh, but I tell you they were in the when you guys are in the minority because I was I was overwhelmed with uh, you know people like you you said being scared everything from being scared to launch to you know the crazy tide swings and and uh, the unusual nature of this place so uh, yeah it was yeah you, you you know though dude like it's just it adds to the whole thing I mean it's just cool I remember the first time I went to the Potomac you know I stayed on the Virginia side which I never should have done and <laughs> you know made all these mistakes and you know but loved the fishing and the and the same thing there. You know, obviously, yeah, it's not four pound, five pound class fish, but dude, it's still awesome. It's still an important tournament. It's the same amount of points as a lot, you know, whatever other yes. events we've had this Somebody year. Somebody is going to win this tournament. Right? Sure, man. And and I don't care if it takes seven pounds a day for it, or if Ike ends up laying 17 a day like he's probably going to do. But, yeah, you know. it'll be catfish, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Occasional bowfin. Yeah, Tri- Trip won't even notice. He's, he's getting old enough now that he can't decipher the species of the fish. Uh, we'll edit that out of the final episode, so it's no big deal. Justin, let's, I, I want you to talk a little bit about your experience at ICAST. You've been to a, a, a few ICAST now. What, what What's your thoughts? And, and be honest with me. I want to hear the good. I want to hear the bad, the ugly. You know, give give it all to me. What were your thoughts of ICAST 2014? Mm, man, you know, I it's it's really cool for me. It's uh like the first day is always awesome. You know, you roll up and it's you you know you start hearing the buzz about everything and you go and kind of. I mean, I took that first day. I had a couple hours and and went and checked everything out that I you know that I was hearing about and all that. 
But by the end of it, I think it's like any other show. You know, you're ready to get back on the water pretty yeah. much. I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, but it, it's cool, dude. I mean, you know, where else can you go and just see everything that's new in one freaking place? Like, yeah. you can't do that anywhere else. Yeah. It, it's, so, it, it, it is an awesome fishing show. And, 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 and you know, Justin's a big star now because I think I had to <laughs> wait for 10 minutes to talk to him. <laughs> you know, uh, with. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only reason I ever even made it, Pete, was because I fished with you that day as a going. Oh, uh, that's right. That's I'm going to give you all the credit. Oh, uh, well, you know, Justin, I'll, I'll take that credit. <laughs> but, uh, we had a, actually, it was an awesome, uh, I didn't know if you, you knew this. I didn't know but, that. Yeah, uh, when Justin got started, he was a co-angler I knew in, that. In, yeah. in a tournament and with me on uh, Lake Champlain. Wow. And uh, we had a, we had a, I, I still remember that day like it was yesterday because he put the beat down on me in the first couple hours a day. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Here's what I remember. I, here's what I remember and I, it, it impresses me more than anything is that I caught smallmouth on a jerk bait. It was, it was flat calm and they were coming up like in packs. And I only had one jerk bait and they were, I was losing them like crazy, like four and a half pounders jumping off losing them. I ended up with 19 pounds. But Pete was, finally goes, all right, I've had enough of this crap. And Pete, he picks up a Senko and goes to the bank and catches 19 pounds of largemouth. So we wow. had 19 pounds of two separate species in the boat. Isn't that amazing? And that, that's a, it's that, unbelievable. That's a great Lake Champlain story. And that's what that lake can do. It, it was it was Dude, an amazing day. Unreal. He was an amazing fisherman. You could tell right away. He had a, just had a knack for because he was he was triggering strikes uh, faster than I was. I, I had to be actually adjust to what he was doing with the baits and how he was fishing it. And you know, so we were able to both catch smallmouth out there. And you know, we called him throughout the day. We had, it was a great day. We had twenty pounds twenty pounds of fish on each side of the live well. But uh, yeah, but that was that was only because your little secret. See, he had a little secret topwater, Mike, that you probably know about, and you I don't remember. About I don't remember what that thing was, dude, but I remember it was crazy and different than anything else I'd ever seen. Well, you know, we're going to keep that a secret. Lake Champlain is that good. <laughs> 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 you ain't making it out of here tonight. Uh, More no. Captain Morgans. Bring the Captain Morgans. Yeah. Hey, Shoot here, baby. Well, well, let, let, me, let me say this. Uh, you know, since we fished that day, I've watched, I've watched Justin go on to, to great success and enter the pro division and, you know, really uh, turned out to be a great ambassador of the sport and spokesman for the products that you work for. Um, you're a super talented angler. I- I'm excited to see your success. I just want to congratulate uh, you on that. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate the of it, yeah. It, you know, it was a, for me this year, it was kind of a, it's a nervous deal, man. You know, I, I, you guys know I left FLW this year and, and came completely over to Bass. And, dude, that was kind of probably the biggest, that was the yeah. scariest thing I've ever done. That was scarier than moving from California to Alabama. So, wow. <laughs> you know, but but Mike and all the guys, you know, they've been really welcome. So, I mean, that's that's been part of it, too. It hasn't been just come over and, you know, go easy. I mean, they've been really good to me, so it's been nice. Yeah. How how how, how do you feel now that you're, you know, three-quarters of the way through? How do you feel about that transition from FLW to Bass? Dude, I, I love it, man. You know, it's... Uh, it's one of those things that uh, it just it bass has always to me. It's always just had that you know. It's just had the professional feel, yeah. and uh, and I love I love the I love golf. I love the PGA Tour. I absolutely suck at golf, but I love the way you like uh, golf. That, 
I suck at it, but I love it. Did my you see my pants golfers, tonight? So <laughs> I did. You see my those, pants? Are, those are those are styling. Thank you, thank you. Those are styling. You, you look that. like you belong on the course, but uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. So I, I I love the professionalism that's over at Bass and, and the anglers, and you know everybody over there really does. They treat it like a business, man, and and that's cool. You know that's that's how you build something for a long time. So it's fun and exciting for me, and and I, I love it, man. It's been a great transition. That's awesome. Let's uh, real quick. Let's jump back into iCast, and I I think something that a lot of people don't realize also about iCast is it's not just lures and rods and reels, right? There's other stuff, and one of the yep. guys, one of the companies you work with, Justin, I want you to talk about a little bit is is Rigid, Rigid Lighting. Uh, saw you at the booth a few times with Chris, and uh, tell me a little bit about Rigid and, and and working with those guys and the product. I'll tell you a story first before that, dude, is, uh, you know, at Chickamauga, I, didn't, I haven't even got a chance to tell you this, I don't think, but at Chickamauga, uh, the second day I caught 25 pounds, and Rigid has that little contest going that, you know, you win you win uh, money if you break the 25-pound mark. Yeah. So I didn't know you had Rigid's, dude. And I called up Chris at Rigid and was like, you know, thinking, yeah, I'm about to win <laughs> two grand, three grand. Yeah. This stuff's been piling up. Nobody caught it at, the, at Dardanelle and all this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting him to say, yeah, you're getting three grand. And he goes, no, Mike beat you to it yesterday on day one, you know, so you're going to get 250 bucks. <laughs> I think you ended up getting 2500 and I got 250 but anyway. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's a funny story. I'm, I'm going to reinvest yeah. it just let Chris, I don't know if Chris is watching from Rigid, but I'm going to reinvest that money in buying more Rigid, so it's okay. <laughs> there you go. It was a good check, so. Dude, I, I you know, I absolutely love Rigid, man. Here's the, here's the deal with them. Uh, I, you know, I, I've always had a Suburban uh, until this year. This is the first year I bought a truck. Well, I've, I've had a truck in the past, but had a Suburban through FLW for the last couple of years, and you know, haven't been able to trick it out or modify it or anything like that. And now that I've got a Tundra, uh, you know, I was able to do a lot of really cool stuff with Rigid. And the one thing that I love, dude, is I've got an ARE cap on my truck and on the hinges. So when you open the latch, the glass latch on the back, just on the hinges right there, we've got Rigid lights that fold out. When you open the lid, they pretty much just fold right out. And, dude... It's made a world of difference just getting ready for tournaments in the morning yeah. and doing stuff at night. Absolutely. I mean, just two little lights, you know? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think that two little lights would be so nice, but they really are. And then, you know, the two that actually are in the bed, too. When, I mean, you're, I've seen you, Mike, when it's dark, getting in the back of your bed, crawling in the back of your truck, dude. And, oh, it's, you know, like having those lights in there and being able to see everything. That's critical. You know, that's, huge bonus. That's critical. It's critical. I mean, you know, a lot it's of a convenience. Dude, it's a convenience thing, it's man. A convenience. I mean, it's like a lot, it's, a lot of this dude can do it. Yeah, dark to dark days. A lot of uh, the listeners out there tonight, I know, fish dark to dark. And having that there, man, you know, the ability to flick it, on a switch and work in your boat. And see stuff. Yeah. Man, what a yeah. what a big benefit that is, you know. So I'm always no doubt, looking man. for a flashlight. 
<laughs> and, and, I, and I can never find one. What a, what a neat See, we need to get feet on with some ridges. I'm we telling you. <laughs> sounds exactly Ridges what on that bass cap feet. Yeah, you need ridges. So does Bob. Bob's still using, uh, like, a caveman. He's yeah, still yeah. Up a I, I start, yeah, I start a fire on a, on a bow yeah. boat, man, and, you know, I look for whatever then, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Terrible. Oh, terrible. That is terrible. Uh, well, Justin, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, for everybody, I want everybody to go to... Justin, you've got... Tell everybody you're, you've got a Facebook, you've got a Instagram account. Let everybody know what that yep. is. Yeah, ju- uh, Facebook's Justin Lucas Fishing, and then Twitter and Instagram are at Justin Lucas Pass. So, you know, guys, come follow me on there. I'm not as cool to follow as Mike. I'll call it right now. I don't no, have you're, you're crazy at- pictures and stuff going on, but, you know, we try and do a good job. Of you're it, actually so. cooler than me, and and I psyched you out. We're not going to let you go. Can you can you hang in for a couple more minutes? I can hang in. Okay, because yeah, we good. just... Anna just flagged me down. She did some kind of weird maneuver back there. <laughs> what was that? Uh-oh. I don't know. I was just waving you in. I liked it. Keep doing that. Uh, we've got a question for you that came through our... Where did it come from? It came from David in Wisconsin. David? Okay. So David wants to know, um, Justin, what are some of the differences you've seen from fishing the elites compared to the FLW tour? And are there certain venues you wish... Uh, I'm sorry, you missed from the FLW W tour. Ah, good question. Hmm, that's a, that is a really that's good a question. Really, uh, that's a really good question. Uh, you know, the the one thing that I'll say that that I absolutely love about the elites, and 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 this is a tough one for me to say because I grew up, you know, fishing like I fished with Pete out of the back of the boat, I was fishing as a co. Uh, but I love not having co-anglers, and and that's not a diss on co-anglers because I think co-anglers belong in the sport. But uh, it's so nice being able, you know, there's so many times I've wanted to run to the back of the deck and make a cast under, you know, put the power poles down, make a couple casts back there and, and keep on my way and not having to defend water, uh, so to speak. And it's really, you know, it's it's actually, to me, in my eyes, it's more fair to the co-angler because when I when I fish with the co-angler on the FLW tour, it, I mean, that's how I'm paying bills. So, you know, I want to catch as many fish as I can. And, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, I was wasn't there to help them catch fish. If they caught fish behind me, hey, more power to you. Um, but I, you know, I felt bad in those times that I couldn't help them, you know, because I'm trying to I'm trying to make money too. So yeah. for that reason, right there, I, I I do I like it at bass, you know. And, and the other one is being able to fish out of my boat. When I made the cut the first uh, two tournaments this yeah. year, I couldn't believe that they were, they didn't tell you know they didn't say hey you have to get in another boat like yeah. I get a fish out of my own boat on day four that's the most awesome thing ever yeah. Um, but uh, what was the other part of the question? What lake do you miss? I know what you're going to say. You miss Beaver Lake, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's the most amazing place ever. No, I hate that place. Uh, We've all served our know, time. I, dude, I, I, I love the one thing I, I will say that I really, really like about Bass and their scheduling is the diversity. You know, like, would FLW ever go to the Delaware River? No way. Would they ever go to Cayuga? No way. You know, they. They do their thing uh, on most of the same lakes the majority of the time, and and that's great. You know, it's it's really nice. I don't you don't have to spend as much money pre-practicing and going and checking these places out. But dude, I'm I'm all for like switching it up and going all over the place. I hope we go to Washington at some point, you know, and just keep mixing it up, man, because it keeps everybody on their toes and it brings everybody back 
to the most loving level playing field that we can get to. You know, mm-hmm. so I like that. That's an awesome attitude, man. Yeah. Well, and and just to give you a, a clue, and anybody else that might be listening, <clears throat> check out Gloucester City Marina <laughs> when you come to the Delaware, Justin. Hey, don't be giving my secret away, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my launching spot. Dude. Uh, that's the one place where I felt like. Nothing was going to happen to me. Hey, but I, it's a good ramp. I was safe there. I, I, I want to mention this to you because I, I met with the uh, ramp master down there, the the harbor master. He's uh, They're going to have uh, extra staff on hand for guys to launch there. They have overflow parking in the uh, old Coast Guard parking lot, uh, and they're going to have a uh, um, golf cart shuttle back and forth both in the morning and at night for you guys. So if a lot of guys show up, because it handles about 40 or 50 boats in that one spot, but they've got overflow, and they're going to have security there, too. That, so. That's all the bums behind the building, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're also giving away free waypoints for all the other elite guys trying to get some info. So. Just go up on the board and get your coordinates. Uh, Check out my boys uh, at Gloucester awesome. City. They'll yeah. be happy to have you. Yeah, Justin Lucas, everybody. Justin, appreciate Thanks you tonight. Justin. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Justin's a good dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. He, to me, reminds me of us. Anybody who says years dude <laughs> as much as he does. You're like, oh, dude, I love him, man. You, you yeah, I love him instantly. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I you love it, You say dude about 50 times a minute. He was down yeah. to probably about five, but you relate to that. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I love that kind of guy. He's a young angler. I kind of follow him, to be honest with you, dude. I love these young dudes getting out there and getting it done, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. You know, it reminds us of, us, you know, of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Dude. 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 He's he's a good dude. <laughs> Excuse me. He's a good Mike, guy. You, you want us to dial up Brandon right now? Or? Let's uh, let's let's wait about five minutes. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. I want to fill this beer up. But can we? What's the best way? I want to make sure everybody has the information for this jersey, Bry, okay. to be able to go on eBay. Yeah. Let let's get that up. I've got. Uh, see if I can do this here real quick. Um, again, want to tell everybody. Here it goes. It's a uh, one-of-a-kind MLF, Major League Fishing, hooded jersey, signed. Oh, no. We're doing a special auction for this thing tonight. If you go to eBay, if you go to eBay, and uh, l- l- let's see here if it's got a number. I, I, I'm not even familiar with eBay. How do we do this, Bri? Uh, well, you basically go on eBay.com. Yes. Okay. And then there's a little search bar. There is. There's a little search bar. Okay, so we're gonna you're gonna plug in this number that we're gonna give you. Okay. And it'll automatically bring it up. Okay. Very high tech. Okay, this is super high tech. So go to eBay. Here's the number. Brian, why don't you read it as you hold it very steady? Can Anna, can you read it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. I can read. Brian's struggling today. Okay. (laughs) Here's the number. Here's the number. One six one three seven four. Nine one zero five two five. Okay, that's the number. Go to eBay, type in that number, uh, bid on this thing. Uh, it's going to go to a great cause. It's going to help uh, help a lot of the costs that he, he's incurred and uh, his family's incurred. And uh, it's a cool jersey. And it's pretty cool that uh, Mr. Mike over here is going to match the donations. We're going to match it. Ike Ike Live is going to match the donations. So if we get 500 for it, we'll send 1,000 over to to Lou's family. Let's uh, get 10,000 for it. 10,000 would be cool. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Er, 
Erwin Jacobs, are you watching? <laughs> yeah. That would be sweet. Donald Trump, if you're watching, help us out. Help us out, man. We need some help. Uh, but uh, I'm glad we did that. Well, right now, um, yes. there's 33 bids on it, and it's at 361. No! Oh! Very nice. So let's hit let's hit the goal of five hundred because you know really we could do this. Yeah, the goal the goal is five hundred dollars would be great, but uh, man, that's exciting. It is exciting. People have really been on it. It is. It's great. I mean, I don't know how I would feel about having your sweat all over it. I right. might have to well, wash it, but it it would be it would go to a good cause. It's I would to sacrifice. A good cause. I would sacrifice the sweat for a good cause. Yeah. The funny thing is, Bob had his underwear on eBay last week, and he only had one guy bid on it, <laughs> and, and he likes Snickers bars, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's bad. All right. Pete, I'm going to pass it to you. I'm going to do some refills on the bar here, so I'm going to let you take over. About five minutes. Uh, everybody hang in there. In about five minutes, we're going to get Brandon Polnick on the phone. Brandon, man, I, I'm excited to talk to him. It's going to be good. Okay. Well, that was, are, we, are we still? Are you, I'm, I'm going to roll live, apparently. Hey, thanks for the hot seat. <laughs> hey, man, it, it, I, let me talk about Justin a little bit. That was really cool reliving that. When uh, when we fished together, I mean to tell you, it was it was pretty awesome. It was one of the first times that that mega bass, like we had been hearing so much about that mega bass Vision 110 jerkbait, and I had them, you know. But I, and it hurt me to have them because they were 29 bucks a piece. Uh, I, I, I don't you know? mean to cut you off with this, but I remember you telling me about this tournament. Yeah. I didn't know it was Justin Lucas at the time. This you know guy, you were throwing these jerkbaits on Champlain. You do you yeah. know both did good. Or whatever. Now, now it makes sense. Know, yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Well, yeah. it, it, it was an amazing school of smallmouth. I mean, Champlain is one of the few places where you can catch a fish and ten or fifteen smallmouth and come back to the boat with that fish, and it's a pretty amazing place. But uh, but we were there, and, and uh, you know, every once in a while you get it right. And man, I got it right that day, except for the wrong bait. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. had a lot of baits that were catching them, mm-hmm. but he whipped out that that Vision 110. And um, and just commence to catch I, I all four get, pounders. Is that like a uh, obviously did it start off in the West Coast, the West Coast thing, or is it you know? You know, it's, I guess. Well, he was from the West Coast. Yeah, that's what right? I'm saying. I mean, these Maybe. guys are used to fishing that kind yeah. of baits around here. You know, we're throwing rogues and yeah. You know, well, I, I I had the lucky crafts, right? Oh, I, the lucky I had the crafts, pointer right. 100, right? And that's what I, I that's how I found these fish along with some top waters, which I'm not going to mention. Mm-hmm. And uh, Justin wanted <laughs> to pull that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he started, like, I, I bought the Mega Bass for the high price, and I had him in my boat just because I had heard so much about him in case in case somebody happened to go fishing with me and started catching them on him. Yeah, and yeah, I'd yeah. Have him. And I, I, I don't think I'd even thrown him at that point or even caught any fish with yeah. him. But that was clearly the bait. It's quite what I call a finesse jerk bait. It's much more subtle. And uh, the pointer, man, it, when they're on and they're aggressive, that pointer will go back and forth three feet, you know, on, on each rip. But the mega bass, man, it's more of a, it's more of a subtle walk the dog twitch bait, and man, those big ones were relating to it. And he, after he caught 20 pounds, he started apologizing to me. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Sorry wow. about that, Pete. You know? I, I, I got It's kind of funny because, um, I, I mean, did you notice that in his fishing right off the bat that you know he, could, you know, guy can catch him obviously, or you, you know, you you notice it right away because I, I tell you, and we're going to talk about this at Bass you know, later on in the Bass University program. But the ability to trigger, <laughs> Soli's Soli didn't get his refill. Oh my God! 
Thanks. He's, a, yeah, 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 yeah. He's over there flagging yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the hell, dude? <laughs> but that that ability to trigger strikes, right? That's huge, man. And it requires ability to fish finesse and power and and just have a feel for it. And uh, yeah, you could you could tell right away that, that he definitely had a feel for it. It's kind of funny. The reason why I bring that up is because I fish with Cliff Craft. Now you remember Cliff Craft, yeah. right? Yep. And uh, it was on Seminole. It was probably back in the mid '90s. And uh, he said, "Thank you, thank you, Mike." He said that you know you're from Jersey. Do you know Mike Iaconelli? And I said, "Of course." And he said. He told me straight up that dude can catch him. Is that right? And this is before, you know, because I think Mike won a boat on, where was it, Gadsden or? Uh, Lake Norman. Norman. North Norman. Carolina. And, yep. um, Old he, yeah, exactly. Did you fish with him in that tournament? I did. Yeah, and I, he was, he was, he was an unusual dude, but yep. <laughs> he was, uh, he told me right off the bat, he said, dude, that dude can just, he, that dude's going to be somebody, you know what yep. I mean? It was kind of funny, you know, and, you he, know, so, you know, could, Justin Lucas showed that. You know, he, exactly. He showed, he gave yeah. that signal right away and, and then right. it's, it's neat to see how, how what great success he's having but now when I do the on water training with the Bass University now I see that same thing you know and I'm, I'm you see guys get in the boat that just boom they've they've just got a knack, a knack for, for it. natural and, talent yeah they've got they've got some kind of natural talent they've got to catch up in learning seasonal patterns and and all the other stuff how to compete and how to strategize but but you can tell you know you know certain guys just just have that natural Ability. Yeah. It's really cool to see. I'm in the boat with so many different people at so many varying levels, but uh, it's always neat to see when you know somebody get in the boat that can just trigger strikes real easily. Yeah. They're, out, they're out there. A lot of natural talents. And speaking of natural talents, we're going to dial up Brandon Polnick here. We're going to have him on. I know there's a lot of people waiting. Remember, keep in mind, you want to ask Brandon something when he comes on in a couple minutes, uh, send us a message right through the instant feedback, right, Anna? Instant feedback right on the website. Uh, call us. We'll have a number up here when Brandon's on. Uh, you can call or maybe you can't call. Another thing I wanted to remind you of is, I didn't say this, but the jersey, the auction ends at 11 p.m. Oh, right tonight. at the end of the show. At the end of the show, we're going to end now, the auction. You're going to so announce the winner at the end of the show? We might have to do that. If we can, I don't know if we, or do we have that enough technology cool. to figure that out, but it would be cool if we did. We might do that. But Anna, uh, get on. Yeah, get on that. We need we need technology. <laughs> Uh, who do we is have Brandon on the phone yet? Who is this, Anna? Yes, we do. But, um, Pete, I woke up way too early in the morning to be honest. I don't know what happened, but I'm just saying. That's your fault. Yeah. That's yeah. your fault. Hey, All right. Without Fisherman's no, wives should be up at 6 o'clock. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Take care of the business. <laughs> yep. Without any further ado, I'd like to welcome the next guest. Wow. Nice drum roll. Mr. Brandon Palnick. Brandon, are you hey. there? Yeah, I am. What's all up? I, all I heard was you guys were auctioning something off. Are you guys auctioning off like Justin Lucas's special hair gel or something? <laughs> no, it's only a jersey. I wish I had his uh, hair gel. I know, me too. Does he, how does he get his hair? Is it gel? I thought it was like, what's the move, something about Mary, where he's actually masturbating? Yeah. And he uses, that was hung on his ear, dude, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was just born that way. I think he just came out of his hair like that. He's got great hair. I mean, it's great hair. But you are the prodigy. You are the prodigy. Uh, <laughs> your hair is good, too, Brandon. We like your hair. 
Well, yeah, only under a hat. It's, it's spinning more than Justin. <laughs> <laughs> where are you at right now? You're you're like the world traveler. Where 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 yeah. you be right now? Where you be? I'm in Idaho. You're in Idaho. You're wow. home. Yeah, I am home right now for just a few more hours. I'll be leaving in the morning, heading uh, your direction towards New York, Lake Champlain. That's right. Okay. Cool. That, that's a long drive for you. How long is that going to take you to get out here, Brandon? Uh, Google Maps says 39 hours, but oh, a liar wow. wow. That's uh, it. I'm wow. never complaining about having to travel again. Yeah. It's official. 39 hours. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've got a good question for that drive. So a lot of, I think a lot of, for some reason, a lot of fans of the sport assume that if you're an angler, if you're a fisherman, you like the sport of fishing, you listen to country western. And there's nothing wrong. <laughs> now, wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with country music, right? But what do you listen to, Brandon? 39 hours drive in the truck. What, what do you listen to? Everything. Because I, I love all genres of music because... 39-hour drive, you can't listen to one genre. You run out of music. You run out of artists. Yeah. I mean, so, I got... Are you a satellite everything. satellite radio guy, XM? I got satellite radio, but I've actually got a little custom-built iPad mini in the dash of my Tundra. Oh. So, uh, that's loaded up with music. I listen to that, but I get bored with that sometimes, too, and I got to go to satellite radio or listen to Pandora or something. Yeah. What's one? Give me one band. Give me your favorite band. Favorite? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a tough one. Well, I'm going to tell you Bob Solis. Bob Solis is Neil Diamond. <laughs> yeah, that or Barry Manilow, dude. I'm a diehard. <laughs> See, it's definitely for me to have, like a, like, a favorite. Like, right now, I've been listening to a lot of John Party when it's country. But then... Like this rock, I listen to All That Remains, or if it's rap, I'll be like, listen to some Turn Down for What? Something. Because <laughs> I turn it up. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's a long drive. I don't even want to think about that drive. you got to do it. I feel bad for you. Uh, we're, we're doing an iCast recap, Brandon. We're, we're talking about uh, the good, the bad, the ugly of iCast. We ran each other a bunch uh, working some sponsor booths. What's your take of iCast 2014 Orlando? Um, and it was kind of a, a crazy one, it seemed like, for me. And I don't know if it, if the years past have had more time to... Uh, walk around the show or what but it, it seemed like there were just I mean people constantly on the go yeah you know the the ones before seemed like they're kind of more relaxed but I don't know if just this year there were a lot of companies introducing a lot of new products for the ones that I work with but it, it just seemed like it was a crazy busy schedule um, and there there were some really cool you know innovative products there, there, there was a lot. Uh, you know, the thing is, we're like trapped, you know? You, you get to working with a sponsor, and you, you don't get to see everything. Sometimes you kind of get trapped in a little box, you know, for four or five hours. But it seemed to me there was a lot. There's a lot of stuff on the floor. There's a ton of stuff on the floor. Yeah. We were at T&H Marines booth. Did you see all the stuff they had? No, no. They have so, they, there's so many amazing categories of stuff they have. They have the Gerald Swindle calling system. Maybe you saw it, Brandon. That is, that is so simple. 
simple. It's so awesome. Uh, well, good thing about that calling system is it actually tells a joke as you call your fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a joke. That, yeah. that was, that was, that was, that was never, a joke. That was a joke. Like that's a perfect example. I never even got to make it over there. Mm. It's just—it's too big. It's too big, and you get stuck. Well, you guys are getting too famous now, Brandon. <laughs> you know, I—I I tried. I didn't try walking around with you, but I tried walking with Mike for, and we got about ten steps, and and that's about all further we got. So I imagine you probably are having the same trouble at the shows these days. Hey, yeah. I mean, I'm not quite on that level, but. Uh, it continues to get busier every year, so I can't complain about that. That's awesome. That's a good thing. Now, I want to talk about, um, you know, the nice thing about ICAST is new products, but I want to dive into a little bit um, is a bait that you came out with, launched at ICAST officially. I know I've I've seen it before ICAST. I was fiddling with it way before that, but you've got a, a cool little deal. We're going to pull it up here in a second. Brian DeCarpenter is going to find it, and we're going to pull up a picture of it. What's but it called, Mike? It's called the Money Maker, right, Brandon? Yeah, it is okay. called the Money Maker. Money Maker. Money Maker. Money Maker. Money Maker. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the the, the bait and the shape because it's it's unique. It's a, it's a wild well, bait. The deal is, is that I for years I had thrown baits that were somewhat similar to that, you know, four inch, just kind of stick style baits, um, and you know, caught a lot of fish on it, but. There were a lot of times that the baits wouldn't perform the way I wanted them to, and so and when Berkeley came to me and said, hey, we want you to design a bait, uh, I mean, that was the first thing that I wanted to do.
That's true. <laughs> she was her Mike, we, we, we might be all right. That sound of braid going through grass? We're good. We might be good. Okay. All right. Okay. I folks, think, folks at home. <laughs> folks at home. Folks at home. That just shouldn't happen. Ignore that. Uh, we're we're back here. Uh, Pete, come on back in here. Uh, all right. So we did have some tech difficulties. Thank you for sticking around. We're gonna dial Brandon back up. Everybody sit very motionless. <laughs> we won't rustle any wires or anything here. I don't know. Uh, but we're going to get Brandon back on the phone. Uh, we had had a little bit of a delay there. So 39 hours drive. I can't imagine. Like, when I drive for 12 hours straight. I'm going to stop bitching. Dude, I, I like, got to recover. You know, like, you're sitting in that truck and driving that long and uh, all day. It, 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 like, affects you, you right. know. And um, I can't imagine doing that three days in a row. Well, you, you could come dig some ditches, dude. I'm uh, telling you, bro. Uh, you won't dude, complain at all. Dude, digging <laughs> ditches. I did all the hard work. I I know, I know what you're talking about. There's something about you, the you monotony. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, something yeah, about yeah. the monotony yeah. of driving that truck uh, and that road hypnosis, yeah. fighting, falling asleep. Uh, I'll hours. do that all day before I, uh, uh, dude. I, I hear you. I hear you. But I respect somebody that'll drive 39 hours and often. You know, as often as those guys from the West-ish, Skeet did it for years. You yeah. know, maybe they got better arrangements now, but right. boy, for a lot of years, man, they put the hours in. I and mean, you gotta, you gotta give credit to those West Coast boys for doing it. Yeah. And Brandon's still cutting a lot of costs. When we get him back on the phone here in a second, we're gonna talk to him a little bit about it. But we, we, we got him back. Mike. We got him back. Brandon, you back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, I'm glad you're back. We had a little technical difficulty, but I'm glad you're back. We were talking about this drive. We're still, like, fascinated by a 40-hour drive. Uh, We've got a lot of questions that popped up. We've got a little instant feedback section here. A lot of them want to know, are you still sleeping in the Tundra Suites? I don't sleep in it as much as I did before. Before it was because it was out of necessity and I had no no choice. Yeah. Um, but now it's just because that's who I am, and you know I I try to you know save money where I can. Yeah. And so I think long drives. I mean, I still have the same mattress that I have in there from the first year on tour. Yeah. And it just, it stays in the back of my tundra. Still got the tundra suites rolling down the road. <laughs> yeah, I I like it. I mean, I, I like it. We've all done it. I've done it a lot, especially yeah. early on. Uh, Jones and electricity from Seven Elevens and WalMarts, and you know, we we've all oh, done yeah. that. And uh, and then there's Rick Clunz theory. You know, get acclimated to the environment of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Do you we, fall for any closer that? to the ground? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did, did didn't he used to like? Sleep next to the lake. He would sleep naked next to the lake. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't know about naked. Okay, <laughs> I added that part. <laughs> I don't know about that, but he did sleep. Ne- I did hear he used to sleep next to the lake on the ground to become like acclimated one with Mother Nature. That one with Mother Earth. Maybe yeah. maybe we all yeah. should have done that. We've all should have done that. All right, <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's get back. So we, I, I, I'm interested in the money maker still. Uh, we we had a giant picture of it up there and. Yeah. Cool bait, thin bait, egg sack, two things on the end. What's the action of that thing? How are you... Uh, the original design of it was designed to be rigged wacky style on a drop shot. 
Um, any time that I've had like real finicky fish that I haven't been able to get to bite, you know, post spawn you get those weird cruising fish or even pre spawn or even fish on the bed. It, it's a bait that I can create a ton of action with. So when you look at it, you know, it's got the egg sack, and then if you look real close when it's blown up, you can see it's actually a little bit skinnier right on both sides of the egg sack, and then it works its way, you know, through those ribs to get a little bit wider, and that creates flex. So on the fall, this bait, the arms actually go up, and then when it hits the bottom, they slowly come back down to rest, and that's when a lot of the strikes come um, because it, it's just it's so subtle and such a natural action. Um, and then when you shake it on a drop shot, it creates a lot of roll, so you get a lot of flash from the flake inside the bait. Um, but then it also, you know, those fatter ends on there, uh, they pick up a lot of the water. And yeah. so it almost kind of looks like a seagull trying to flap or like a, a duck when they're coming into decoy, flapping down. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, really, really cool-looking bait, really unique bait. Uh, once again, everybody looking at that bait, brand-new bait launched at ICAST this year. It's a Havoc moneymaker. Brandon designed it. Check that one out. And we've got a question for you, Brandon, right here from Mr. Bob Sully on our casting couch. Bob, what do you got? Yeah, Brandon, i kind of been following your career since you started, you know what I mean? And uh, i got a question. I, I, I'm pretty sure that you qualified for the, for the Classic, the National Championship, and the All-American in one year right uh yeah 2010 was kind of my breakout year yeah i kind of been following it because i was telling mike i I did the same thing in 2006 we might be the only dudes that's (laughs) it's possible the the only other one that might have done it would be i i've never made the all-american yeah so in the same year especially dude i mean so you kind of caught my eye saw and you're like those you know young guns dude i'm 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 down man i see you guys getting it done man it's a big deal man that's a you know what you brought up i I want want to hear your thoughts on it brandon uh a lot of people don't realize pete does and bob does because we fish through the federation but it is the toughest way to get to the classic is through the Federation. By far. Do you agree, Brandon? There's guys in that, in the Federation, I mean, guys that I know personally, because I spent seven years fishing the Federation, and you see a lot of the same guys. You know, you qualify for nationals, and you figure out, I mean, across the whole nation, which guys are, you know, legitimate good fishermen. And I've made friends with them, and they could fish. I mean, there's guys that I know, if they took the time, could fish on the elite right now. Yeah. But, oh, you know, sure. they, they've got, you know, jobs and families. And, yeah. You know, a lot of them have situations where they're just not able to gamble and take the chance. Yeah. But it, it's, it's brutal trying to make it. I mean, I fished, like I said, seven years, and I fished the TBF and the BASF Federation and fished 14 Western Divisionals and only fished four Nationals. Yeah. I mean, it's brutal. Super tough. Man, That that's interesting. So you fished the Federation for seven years. So according to my calculations, you must have started fishing the Federation when you were 10 years old. Because <laughs> I think you're only 20 now, right? Is that correct? Uh, not quite. Not okay. quite. I started at 16 as soon as I was old enough. Okay. Uh, we do have some other questions. We have a slew. Of we have a slew. You're, get, you're, uh, you're popular, Brandon. You're getting like 8 million questions. Anna, what do you got? Brian, what do you got back there? What do you got for Brandon? I got a lot. Um, 
Well, let's do <laughs> Hey, my husband's on that couch. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately for you. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, my first, well, not my first question. Um, from Hair Jig. Uh, please make sure you ask uh, Brandon his opinion on the Delaware and um, how his pre-practice went and such. Thanks. Oh, good question, Brandon. We all want to hear this one. Here's a great one for you. I have never been to the Delaware River in my what? life. What? Um, so you're talking, I've got, I'm going to have two and a half days against Ike's 30 years. Um, God bless you, dude. But, but here's the thing. Uh, I don't really know a thing about tidal water either. Um, but I I do go into it uh, feeling confident. And, you know, I always go into it with a positive attitude of the fact that just because I don't know anything about it, really. You know, I've done Internet research and studied what little there is to know about it, but I just try to get a good general understanding of how the fishery works and how the fish may live. Um, and then that allows me to possibly think outside the box and find things that other guys might overlook. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, it's a huge place to figure out two and a half days, but I'll just try to narrow my search down to, you know, a few key areas and see what I can make of it. I, I got to say one thing. These young guys, dude, they got the best attitudes on the planet. I love Justin it, Lucas and Brenna Pound. Dude, if you were so, like, a like a Biffle or somebody right now, dude, you'd be, like, complaining and, you know, it's yeah. amazing, dude. Oh, uh, dude, there was, yeah, I don't know if you knew this, Brandon, but Pete had a lot of belly aching <laughs> from guys at ICAST, so it, it's refreshing to hear that. Yeah, absolutely, sure. yeah. man. And, and you know what? And, and I'm... I agree with you, Brandon. I, I what I thinking outside the box part of what you just said. I can't like I've been fishing this river for thirty years, and you know I fish it. You know I change and learn new stuff every year, but I fish generally similar type habitat. I just kind of expand what I know, and and air, I'm excited as heck to see what you guys figure out. You know, me too. whether you yeah. fish you know deeper or shallower than me, or fish places that I've never even thought to look. Or uh, you know that type of stuff. That that's going to be fascinating to me after fishing it for so long. Me too. See what you guys find out. Yeah. That's Here's exciting. the deal. At, at the end of four days, you're going to have a classic qualifier, and you're going to have a dude holding a giant 55 pound blue trophy with a hundred thousand dollars in his pocket. There you go. That's right. No matter if it takes two pounds a day or if it takes 20 pounds a day. Yeah. You're going to have that. And so that's the great thing about fishing is it's all relative. It's yeah. On the Delaware River, you catch a three-pounder, you're probably going to be as jacked if you caught a 10-pounder down in Florida somewhere. Oh, for sure. For and sure. So that, I mean, that's one of the great things about our sport. Yeah, for sure. And if, you know, let me know if after the second day of practice, if things aren't going good, I've got some catfish holes I could pass on to you. <laughs> I mean, giants, big flatheads and blue cats. <laughs> Give me something. I know, I know those bass like to eat those big bullheads. So, uh, I'm, yeah. I've been known, I've been known to noodle out there for those things. Not talking about, not but the arm, not that noodling, but the noodles, the swim noodles. You know how to do that. I don't know what that is. You oh, the pool swim noodles. 
wheels, you cut it down, you wrap lines around it, you put a hot dog, a freaking hot dog on them, and you let them float out in the Schuylkill. Is that the way you roll? Yeah. I and then you that. go fish the bridge pilings, you catch some cats, you know what I'm talking about, and then you chase them around. Right. You go chasing the floats around. I've seen people do that before, but it's never noodling. on the Delaware. That's cool. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love that shit. We got another question. Keep them coming. Anna, what else we got? We do. Uh, we have one from Veli. Who, uh, from who? Veli. I'm sorry if I'm murdering Machiavelli. it. Machiavelli? The rapper? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, it, they want to know, um, who are your earliest fishing heroes, Brandon? Ooh. Well, heck, I'm speaking part of them right now. Oh! Ah! Right. Woo! No, it's Bob Soley. Bob Soley. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Old Bob Soley. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, really, I mean, that, my thing was is when I was growing up is I always liked to watch the guys that did stuff different, um, you know, or guys that really mastered a technique. I, I loved watching I grow up uh, because a lot of it was – outside of the norm of fishermen. You know, just like we talked about earlier, everyone thinks that fishermen just listen to country music, and that's not the case. And, you know, so for someone to show some emotion was completely new to the sport at that time, and it opened up all these doors in our sport and our industry. Um, and then, you know, I also loved watching guys like Danny Brower, who would just pick up a flipping stick, and he knew if that bite was on that he was probably going to be in the top five. Um, you know, and I grew up flipping and pitching a lot, and so I loved watching guys like that. Um, and so, I mean, it's, those were probably two of the first early guys that really got me going. Well, thank you for that, Brandon. Uh, it's a, it's it's a compliment, and uh, I feel like uh, an You're old, getting old. I feel like an old guy. But I, yeah, I just compared, I just compared no, you great, to I, Honestly, I, I I don't I really don't feel old. I I I, I think that's awesome, and uh, you know I feel like uh, I love it. I love seeing I love seeing you. I love seeing Justin. I love seeing all these young guys because it's a change in the guard, and the sport needs that. Done it, Pete. It, it may, needs it. Well, it it needs it, and it you know what it's. Inevitable. Yeah, it's inevitable, right. and that's how you grow a sport. That's right. It's they're going to come. They're going to keep coming, and Brandon's one of them, yeah. and Justin's one of them. Yeah. We have two of the two of the young guns that are just exceptional talents. Uh, I loved what what happened up there at Thousand Islands, and 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 finding those fish, making those massive runs, yeah. and and uh, you know just ca- taking people's, you know, getting people to take notice. You know, it's all it's awesome to see. It's inevitable. It's coming. You're one of them. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. You're the next KVD. Just don't be a dick when you got somebody <laughs> on your spot. Hey, it's not my fault you're not part of the community. <laughs> that, that was that was a pretty interesting line. <laughs> what else we got? We got any more questions for Brandon back there? We have a lot of questions for Brandon. Well, keep them coming. Brandon, I have a question for Brandon. Okay. Brandon, why are you so popular? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's man. bone structure. I, bone structure. I think it's, I think it's uh, just, you know, something people can relate to. Yeah, I mean, I came from a very low-income family, you know, straight out of the Federation. I mean, everything... I mean, even my first year on the Elite, you know, I got one $5,000 check from a sponsor, and that was it. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so I think it's just the story that people can relate to. Yeah, yeah well, me too, man. That's why I relate to you, dude. <laughs> you, know, or, you know, you're a federation guy. You're, you know, one of those nail pounders getting it done, dude. And that's that's it, it, you know, I got I got a lot of respect for that, man. Yeah. It, 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 it's fascinating to watch because I, Absolutely. you know, I see I see the fans relate to you and what you're doing and your message and who you are. Man, as much as I've seen anybody that comes on the sport early like you have, so it's uh, yeah, it's, that's that's pretty interesting to see. But you're super popular; you can see that. Yeah. Keep these questions coming. We got, we got, yeah, we got a couple more. We're not going to let you off the hook yet. What no, else we got back no, there? No, we're huh? near it. I have a job to do. Okay. Um, Keep them coming. <laughs> so, um, Night Center wants to know. Um, is Night Center? Sinner. Oh, okay. Night Center. Night Center. <laughs> okay. Sounds uh-huh. like a fun name. I want to hang out with that person. Hey, right before he asked this question, he was on Adult Friend Finder, by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, though. That's all good. Yeah. Well, Night Center is wondering how. How many miles did you drive last year, Brandon? Oh, good question. Um, I think last year I did 30... Probably thirty-seven thousand. I think you know, somewhere in that range. Well, uh, well that's a lot. But I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought it would be more. I thought it no, would be more too. Yeah. I do that in Jersey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I do that as a mom. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, is that I'll leave in January and don't drive back home right. until July. Right. Yeah. And so I'm just driving from lake to lake, mm-hmm. you know, week to week, and it you don't put on as many miles then you know I mean the first year on tour I drove home a lot more in between because we had bigger gaps in between schedules and I didn't have as many sponsor obligations in between and so I put on a lot more miles but last year I I think it was about 37,000 that's still a lot. That's a lot. Wow, that's a lot. That's a ton of miles. That's a ton of miles. I thought you were going to say like 75,000 or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that makes sense what you're saying. You know, once you get there, you know, you're there for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Following the events around where they're at geographically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brandon, we're going to shoot you with one more question, and then uh, and then and then we're going to keep moving on. What, what else you got, Anna? Give us something. Give us something controversial here. Yeah, yeah. give us something dirty. Man. <laughs> we want cutting edge questions. Oh wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> She's got too many to choose from, apparently. Um, well, we have. Uh, I'm going to give you a two for one kind of deal here. Oh um, great. If you could I love do a two one for thing one. over in your career. Uh, what would it Ooh. be? And do you have any pre-ritual tournament, uh, like pre, um, pre-tournament rituals? I'm sorry. Uh, well, the first one's an easy answer. I would not call in Minnesota, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, that was just one. That was just one thing that. I mean, I, I know it was my fault. I should have been more careful as far as where I was fishing. Um, but that was just one of those times when. I don't want to say it was easy, but just everything was falling into place the way I wanted it to. And I mean, if, if I would have just caught five fish and left, I felt like I could have still won. So I wouldn't call Minnesota. Um, <laughs> as far as free pre-tournament rituals, um, I don't have anything crazy. You know, I just my biggest thing is making sure that all of my tackle is organized and prepared the way I want it to. Um, and I, I really just like to listen to music that you know makes me feel good. You know, stuff that 
gets me pumped up. And um, I just really, you know, the night before tournament when I'm laying in bed, I'll try to focus and kind of run through my entire first day in my head. Uh, and that really gets me mentally prepared. I mean, I'll go sometimes everything from the first cast all the way to the first fish catch, you know, fighting it all the way to the boat. And then I'll lay there for 15 or 20 minutes and kind of go through that whole first day. And I feel like that's really helped me a lot. And I can tell a difference in the tournaments that I have done that and really focused on that versus the ones that I haven't done. Yeah. Visualization—it's a good technique. Organization. Organization. This is this, this is something I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> next time you next time you speak with us, uh, Brandon, I, maybe you could help me out with that and give give a seminar about how to get organized out there. Are you organized? I I I start the year organized, but. By four, five, six tournaments in, <laughs> it just goes downhill quick. It's, so it's hard I've to gotta, stay with. I've got to get better at that. But mm-hmm. uh, before you go, Brandon, let everybody know. Uh, I follow you. Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, give us a website. Give us your social media sites. Let everybody out there know where they can follow your career and, and your life. Well, uh, you got lots of options. You can easiest is to just go to my website. It's B as in Brandon, M as in Michael, my middle name, and P as in com. so bmpfishing.com that's my website um, and then also you can follow me on Facebook just facebook.com slash Brandon Polinick and Instagram and Twitter is just at Brandon Polinick so you can find me there find lots of GoPro pictures and videos and all kinds of cool stuff. People love his GoPro pictures. Oh, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The uh, I, I like them. Yeah. I like them. I mean, they're unbelievable. I know. I watch them all the time. They're it's, awesome. That's kind of the future of the sport. But mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Brandon Pollock, everybody. Thank Brandon, you, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Man. Dude, this Thanks, night, Brian, Brian the Carpenter, this night has been jam-packed. It's dynamite. But, but, you know, besides the five minutes that you cut off the sound, <laughs> the night's been pretty eventful. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to work on that one. <laughs> all right, all right, I, I'm excited, man. This has been a hell of a night. Um, we heard about some new baits. We heard about life's, lifestyles, techniques. This is this is insane. Well, it was an interesting cast. You know, you brought two of the young guns up. You know, tonight that was interesting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah two yeah. young guys. Yeah. Two young guys. Why? Why do some? I. It's unbelievable that at this day and age, there's resistance for young guys coming up. I still see it. You know what I mean? I still see. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to pin it all on older pros, but established pros that push new guys coming in well, it's, it's, rather than accept them. Well, you know? it's threatening. It's change. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of things, you know, that, uh, you know, that that are, you know, hurtful to people, I guess, and re- make people resistant to that sort of stuff. But, you know, like I say, you see in every sport, you know, no matter what sport it is, you know, yeah. the, the old guard eventually is, is you know, is going to get replaced by the new guard. And, uh, you, know, it, it, I, you know, it's hard for anybody to handle, I right. imagine. You know, you almost can't fault the older guys, but they have to recognize that, yeah, it's a necessary part of the sport. There, there are some other things with that, though. I mean, the technology today, do with the electronics and this and that, man. Yeah. I mean, guys, look at somebody and say, hey, you're 20 years old. It took me 30 years to learn yeah. this, and you're doing it right now. But that's how it is, man. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like any sport, dude. You know, So you can't fault the guy for having something that we didn't you know, 20 years ago. Yep. You know, and these guys, I mean, you, you know, they're, 
the, they're the future of the sport. Yep. You know, and, well, I, and you know, you're exactly right. You know, I heard guys complain about that. You know, that I've even heard guys say they should take GPSs out of boats yeah, and side nah, imaging dude. and nah. get make it pure. Nah. And I'm nah. like, nah. You know, nah. but you know what what all that technology does, and and the internet, you know, has has made available to the younger kids. We're seeing younger guys than ever before. Like when when I started, I was I was 28. I was 28, and uh, I was young. Yeah. Now, man, you're 18. You see, 18, 19, yeah, 20 year Yeah, old. but you, you know, young, it's you know? kind of funny because you know who inspires that? Guys like Mike. That's right. They, yeah. you know, guys see this, you know, a guy they want to be or a KVD or whatever it is, you know, and, and, you know, and they have all this extra stuff that we didn't, but you can't fault them for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't say, well, mm-hmm. dude, you know, you're good because you have the internet, you have uh, GPS, you have, you know, Using the tools, uh, HDS tens or whatever yeah. it is, you know that's just how it is, you know. And yeah. I, 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 I truly believe that. I thought, you know, I at one time I would never look at a guy like Justin Lucas or a Brandon Powell and it can be like, you know. But I have the most admiration for him in the world because these dudes are getting it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it takes, you know, what it takes preparation, dude, and and total commitment to the sport. Yep. Yeah. You know, what I mean? you're right. You're right because they've got to overcome what experience. Yeah. Yes. How the yeah, heck do you right. overcome Time. it? Yeah. And money. Yes. Yep. And yeah. they're doing it. And, they're doing and it. that's the amazing thing about it. Like, mm-hmm. my, he, they're doing it. Yep. You know, so how can you fault the guy? I mean, you yeah. feel bad. You know, I, my one of my biggest heroes in fishing dude would be Brian Kirchel. You know, a guy, yeah, Federation guy, won the Classic, right? Mm-hmm. You know, came from nothing, dude, flipping burgers and won yep. the Classic. I mean, round, round. but guys at the time when he won, they were they were pissed off about it, yep. right? Yep. They didn't want to see him win the Classic. And he yeah. was from the Northeast. And he was from the, well... We don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> he was from the Northeast, Hey-o. but they, you know, he that you know it, it mm-hmm. you know, and his untimely death is the only thing that they, you know, they kind of said, oh well, it's all right now, you know. Yeah. But when he won the classic, they weren't saying it was all right, yeah. you know. But I would love to see a a Polinick or a, or Lucas win the classic, dude. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Or some Federation guy or some young guy, you know. Yeah. I'm sick of the old dudes, man. To be honest, with you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know. What I mean? <laughs> oh, uh, do you hear that? I, I heard something. We have a caller, uh, Brian, the producer. I believe we got a caller. Who we? Ha- who do we? We have a special guest on the phone, we don't do. we? We've got El El Fato Gato. El Fato Gato, tra- uh, roughly translated, Fat Cat Newton. Fat in cat. fact, in fact, I want to tell you this before he gets online. He's become a friend of the show, and I think we've carved out this special niche for him on the show. And we're going to entitle this. We're going to do it every program now. We're going to entitle this Fat Cat's Corner. Wow. Fat Cat's Corner. He gets his own corner of the show, Brian. Fat Cat. Fat Cat, are you in? Yeah, what's happening? What's happening, Ike? What's shaking, fellas? How you doing tonight, man? Good to hear you. They're good, man. Wound up, wall to wall, treetop tall, baby. You know how it is. I uh, love it. I love it. How, how's it? here cutting the... Well, talk to me. I'm wound up, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just wound up. I just, uh... Somebody turned me over these five-hour energy drinks, man, so I stopped picking some up. I'm I guess I read the directions crazy. right, man. Drink five of them in an hour. I've been listening to your show about two hours. and had about nine of these five-hour energy drinks. <laughs> wound up, baby. Man, I... I 
you. Well, I want to tell you, we've had some guests on before you, and this was a build-up to our most exciting guest. So we started I'm with Justin that, well, hey. We went to Brandon, and now we got you, Fat Cat. So we're excited. Hey, the you're best for that. you're hey, the best dude, of the I, bunch. So we're very excited. That's what I'm screaming. That's what I'm screaming. Yeah, I'm just getting ready, man. I got a big tournament coming up at old uh, Watts Bar in Tennessee. The 5 by 3 fishing and Heartland Anglers putting it on. But look, man. I want to ask you a question about these magnum spoons everybody's throwing. All of a sudden, I mean, I've been throwing them since 87. <laughs> Let me tell you about this. So it was 87, it was Table Rock. Me and my boy, Phil Melliello Wilcox, uh, it was the incoming tide. We were fishing shallow beaver huts on steep ledges <laughs> off of secondary windblown points on pre-post-fall conditions. <laughs> and our best five, now I'm not going to exaggerate, I'm not going to lie, but our best five were about 49 pounds. <laughs> And uh, I don't know whether I should mimic that again, but what do you think about everybody all of a sudden talking about 10 and 12-inch spoons? I, I don't know, man. The spoon craze, I think, is getting outrageous. They're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Were uh, they at ICAST? I, yeah, the ben, it's called the Ben Parker Spoon. I didn't see it. And I'm not kidding you. That thing is, it's got to be a foot long, dude. Good it Lord. looks like a damn tennis shoe. It's giant. it's giant. I didn't realize, though, in 87... You started that. 87 was a good year for you, Fat Cat. Oh, man, it was, it was a real good year. I, I, mean, I tell you, a lot of stuff happened in 87, man. 87 <laughs> is probably when I picked up. Like I said, I've got some good sponsors, man. Dirty Bird Lures, 5x3 Fishing Cash. I'm a shameless plugger, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> Bash and Rhymes, but one of my best, me and you have something in common, is Tackle Warehouse. and uh, Yes. Listen, I don't, I'm, I, what I'm about to do is probably going to make you upset because you're probably not getting the deal that they're giving me. But uh, just, uh, <laughs> I'm not. Just, I'm definitely uh, not. <laughs> probably not. Dude. We're just, uh, we just had the Fourth of July, you know, and which was great. You know, people think it's just about blowing stuff up, but they forget the Fourth of July is celebrating George Washington's birthday. Anyways, they sent me an email saying, "Hey, man, being this July Fourth, we're going to give you 15 percent off." Mm. So hey, I took advantage of it, and what they do for me that they don't do for anybody else, as far as I know. If I order over $50 worth, free shipping. Wow. Who dynamite, baby? Hey, could you imagine if they did that for everybody? They'd probably go out of business. Man, I tell you, ta- you got a sweet deal. Those tackle warehouse guys, they're crazy, man. They're crazy. I know, man. Like I said, they're, 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 they're something else. But, hey, with uh, you and KVD, yes. that yeah. whole situation, yes. bless Thoughts. his heart. Thoughts, comments. Uh, Hey, Alton Jones, have you talked to you yet? Because I got a good idea what he's going to tell you. Alton Jones will probably get both you guys off to the side and say, hey, look, guys, Jesus don't want us fighting. <laughs> you think I'm right? I, he has, I haven't talked to him yet. But Bless his heart. <laughs> look, I noticed that the show's starting to wind down and everything, and I've been up for 87 hours. So i got to go to work in a few hours. Appreciate it. But listen, I got a note, man. I want you to let me read this note because... Okay. Uh, it's for a special somebody out there. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Serious moment of the show. Okay, here we go. I miss her so much. <laughs> Part of me wishes... No, just look, guys. This is serious time, okay? Give me a second because part of my heart goes out right here. Okay. I miss her so much. Part of me wishes I never let her go, but I know deep down it was the right thing to do. She was P-H-A-T in all the right places and had the prettiest set of lips and the biggest, most beautiful eyes I'd ever seen. She nibbled on my worm like it had never been nibbled on before. Although I let her go, I hope to catch her again at next week's tournament. 
along with four more of her fat, big mouth, fat belly sisters that'll give me five by three. <laughs> wow! That was the most romantic. That was that. <laughs> that was romantic. <laughs> I've got a note here, and this is a special note that was written down on my sheet here. I don't even know who wrote it down. But I have a note here to ask you about a record snakehead. Does that, yeah, does that sound familiar at all? Yeah, dude, my brother, my little brother, Kale Joe Cola Newton, in the Potomac River. Listen, I threw a turn to make a quick story, and you guys run out of time. We got, pic- we, we got a picture of him up there, too. Is this is this yeah, really? fish? All right, yeah, let me see. I had to walk away. That's uh, a big one. That's my brother. Seven, listen, that's the world. I threw a tournament. My buddy, still Mel Yellow Wilcox, was getting married. So instead of throwing a bachelor party, we threw a big-ass tournament. And a side pot, some fish, bring it in. So, boys, right in the bass. That's my brother's fish with my best friend. They brought that in. The world record came from Japan. He now has it with 17 pounds, 6 ounces. Wow. IGFA world certified record. 17? Out of the Potomac. Out of the Potomac, my man. Yeah, and wow. like I said, we know it won't stand up long, but he's got it for now. There, there are snake kids out there, probably about 87 pounds, but yeah. nobody's <laughs> caught him yet. <laughs> they need a bass boat. They're so big. They're in the Delaware now. They're in the Delaware. That's Hey, have y'all ate a snake kid? Have not. Mm-mm. It tastes as good as Vienna sausages. It is the best thing you ever put in your mouth. <laughs> I'm letting y'all know, man. It's the real deal. I love it. I love it. I love it, too, man. And listen, I got to get up in about 37 minutes to go to work, you guys. You know, I don't know why you have two guys that nobody's really ever heard of, Justin Lucas and Brandon Pollock. I'm not mad at y'all. But look, man, I need everybody to check me out at Fat Cat Newton on Facebook. Fat Cat Newton on YouTube. My videos are cutting edge. A lot of the pros are trying to shut me down. I am putting out some of this stuff, this knowledge. That, I mean, it's just on a it's it's changing the fishing game cast by cast. I'm telling you guys. I I agree. No, I I agree. Everybody, Fat Cat News, check them out. Fat Cat. Wow, 87 pound snakehead on the Potomac. That's big. That's she. Is it was that real? No, it's the seventeen pounder was real. I think okay. the eighty-seven pound was made up. I'm still moved by the emotional. That poem, was amazing. You know that he read. That was deep. I, I for about the first, uh, not quite half of that. I thought it was to a girlfriend or a wife <laughs> or a fiance, and then I realized it was to to the best. Uh, it, it took us all by surprise. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. We might we might have to uh, next week at Champlain have to do something like that. Well, to the fish. <laughs> As the only female here, I have to say that I think every single one of you guys should now write something similar to your wives. Wow. Let me know how that flies. I, I want pictures. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's going to go over no. well at my house. No. <laughs> I, I may back, I may try it, but I don't know about that. All right, let's keep it rolling. That, uh, we're, we're, that was fun. That was fun. We got um, like, we got like uh, 10, 15 maybe. Uh, cool. We got right. 10 or 15 minutes. I like that's it. That's it. I like it. Let's, let's do this. We're running a little behind. 
we're going to do something very special. We've got uh, a couple great supporters of the show. And right now at this juncture, we're going to do the Tackle Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. This is exciting for me because, I don't know if you knew this, but Pete comes up with a lot of these questions. Uh, <laughs> Pete Glusick sits at home for hours, days, weeks, months, I don't know, and uh, on the toilet, on the john. I have staff. You have a staff. Scribble knees out on toilet paper. <laughs> so uh, We've got the Tackle Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week, and as always, do I have one here? I don't even have one here. The winner's going to get a tackle warehouse gift pack, a sticker, a gift card for $50. Yeah. That's a lot of money at Tackle Warehouse. That's amazing. Uh, and a little koozie, a lot of really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And that rod behind you with that bait on it. And the rod. Yeah, I forgot. This uh, <laughs> this is part of the gift pack this week. This is a brand new... Uh, give me a crotch can here real quick, Bryce, oh, so they can see this oh, real. My pleasure. That's high end. This is... Um, let me get a crotch can. Here it comes. There it goes. That's the brand new Abu Garcia combo, the Ike combo prototype that we're working on. Uh, but more importantly, look at the bait on the end. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Spin! Spin! Wait for it! Ah! Dave Brodzik's fat head oh, is your gift. Where are you tonight, Dave? Dave, we miss you. We miss you, fatty. Uh, Trivia question of the week. Pete Glusick, hit us with a good trivia question. Give us something good. Oh, by the way, wait, before I before you do that. Uh, first person that gets the question right, we're going to open it up to the phone line. We're also going to open it up to the instant messaging. First person to get this right wins Tackle Warehouse Get Back. And, hey Mike, remember we have a three-minute delay. Okay. It's roughly so... So your odds, if you use instant messaging, are a lot better. That, and let's talk between now and waiting for an answer. Okay, let's talk between now and then. Okay, so why we're waiting... Oh, well, let's hear the question first. <laughs> <laughs> we need a question. Yeah, we need a question. Here's, okay. here's the question. Okay. In 2012, uh, some, some dude, I can't remember who, won uh, the Lake Cayuga Bassmaster Open... On a Finger Lake, I remember Cayuga Lake. I, I don't remember. I know who won that. You but, did. Uh, going back to Cayuga with the elites. Yes. In a couple weeks. Yes. This is not the first time the Bassmasters has been to a Finger Lake. That's not. It is not. So what I want to know is what lake was it? What and what lake? What year? Well, actually, you give me the lake, I'll be happy. Okay. I'll tell you the year, and I'll be really impressed. You get extra credit if you tell me who won it. Wow. Well, let's do this. So you're asking for the lake? I'm asking for the lake. That's all you want the lake? That's all I want. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. If you can figure out the lake, you're going to get the Tackle Warehouse gift pack. If you can figure out the winner, we're going to give you a Fishity gift pack. Nice. Fishity gift pack, trial membership, cool T-shirt, cool sticker from Fishity.com. So, what about uh, the year, Mike? Uh, the year? Are we doing the year? The, the rod with Dave's head. Okay. For the year. <laughs> That's priceless. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe you get the year. Maybe we'll give maybe we'll give him a new Bass University TV oh, T-shirt. Oh, we could do that too. Yep. And and so maybe while we're year. waiting for some of these answers to roll in, speaking we have one of, of those. speaking of Bass U TV, let's. 
talk about it. Let's let's keep telling everybody about VUTV. It's an important thing. Yeah, we're well, we're excited about Bashu TV. It's uh, you know we've been up and running now uh, for a few months, and we keep uh, adding things. Davy Height was just on last week with his uh, seminars about uh, how to find fish, how to find fish fast. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got you talking about that. Now we've got Davey's strategy on how he does it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's just invaluable information. You know, uh, we've got coming up this upcoming week, I'm going to be talking about some tactics that I use on the Delaware River. Wow. Yeah, I know. You're I, putting it out at the wrong well, time. Well, I, I knew you probably wouldn't be happy to hear That's that. That's okay. But, um, but we'll be talking. Uh, you know, I'm giving a seminar uh, that I gave it uh, in New York, in Suffern, New York. Yeah. And uh, you're going to be able to see uh, some of those uh, techniques and tactics. And every Thursday, forever. We're, we we unload learning, yes. right? We teach people how to fish from the absolute best anglers in the world, talking about the techniques that they're best at. Yeah, and, and that, that and that's what I like to hear. I mean, I I want to make sure everybody knows. So this isn't like a video that gets put up once a month or mm-hmm. every four months. This is constant information. This Co- keeps coming. Constant new topics, topics that relate to what's going on in the world of fishing today. Um, you know, we've got, you know, at the Bass University, you know, we've got the best guys, you know, the guys that are, that are, that are you know, cutting edge, the guys that are starting these new techniques, and we have them talking about it, and we've captured that. And what's so cool about it is you can watch it when you want. Yeah. You know, on your PC, on your iPhone, smartphone, you know, on your TV, wherever, wherever whenever you want it. Out in your boat. Learning on the go. <laughs> Learning on the uh, yeah, go. Yeah. I mean, you, you can literally pick up any one of these devices yep. cell phone tablet computer and, and get the info and get it and get it fast get what you need and right now right now our special is we just have our brand new i'm sporting our brand new bash university tv t-shirt anybody that uh you know subscribes whether monthly or annual annually right now get a brand new bash university t-shirt that's a good looking t-shirt yeah you know we're, we're we like the colors we, I like that's, it. that's the bash university color yeah and um you know we're real proud of the program we got a lot more coming up yeah you know we're going to be doing some more on water stuff with you and me yeah and uh and some of the some of the other guys uh we're actually bash university tv it's going to be down at the delaware river elite tournament Ooh. uh capturing you know some content down there some instructional stuff and some That's interviews awesome. with some of the guys so we've got we've got a lot of new things coming too very nice i i notice i look back here in the booth i see Brian the Carpenter looks like he's on the phone. I see Anna working, busy as a bee back there. <laughs> Anna Banana. Uh, do we have we have any any guesses guesses yet? If not, I'm going to use this gift certificate myself. So, what do we got? We might possibly have a winner here. What? All the details. What? I've got somebody who's got the right lake but not the right year or the right angler okay okay all right so who do we who do, who do we have on the phone here brian it's going to happen leopold. who jim leopold jim leopold put him on okay his hole dropped out all right we've got a caller here go ahead jim jim how you doing tonight you're on ike live do you have an answer for us uh, yeah i believe it was seneca falls Pete Glusick, you have to verify it. Well, yeah, that was Pete. Yeah, that was Pete. Yeah, well, Se- Se- Seneca Lake, Seneca Lake was. And the- we got a winner for the location. Nicely done. Wow. <laughs> do you ha- do you have a guess at the year or the winner? 
could, I can't remember off the top of my head for the year of the winter, but that's one of the only other finger lakes I could think of. Well, wow. Well, you got the lake right. That Good was job. nicely done. So what does he win for that? Well, he for, for guessing the lake. He gets an applause. No, you do get an applause. You get an applause, but you're actually going to get the Tackle Warehouse gift pack, gift card, koozie, sticker, really exciting gift pack. Good answer, man. Thank you for that. Brian, get, make sure we get his information. We're going to send that to you and uh, and, and enjoy it. It's awesome. Good guess. Oh, yeah, that was great. That's awesome. It seemed like a guess, too. It, I, it seemed know? like a guess, yeah. Because yeah. well, I think uh, he was going to name the angler that won, and he was going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> So I don't maybe know so. Do I don't. I don't think we have an answer for the year. Okay. It, it was surprising to me, the year. Nope. You know. Well, well, I hope I hope nobody gets the year because I actually want to keep this rod <laughs> for myself. I don't really want to send it. So I could. Uh, here's a clue for those that may be listening. Okay. Is is yeah, the yeah. the winner of this tournament is is a is a former you know many time Bassmaster champion Brian why are you saying all that into the mic right now uh, okay. <laughs> many time Bassmaster champion tell me sooner next time Mike okay <laughs> and Bass University speaker really that's right a BU speaker that's correct oh you're giving too much away I don't want to yep. give this rod away. Famously wore a pair of Aftco shorts. Aftco, I like Aftco shorts. <laughs> yeah, did you ever have you seen the product? I did see the product. I saw it on iCast. It's beautiful. Yeah, they've got some great stuff. Great it's stuff gorgeous. for fishermen. Absolutely, and functional clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have that when we were young. I'm no. talking about SPF, right? Wicking. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Well, that's key. We're all learning that we got burned too many times out in the sun, didn't we? Yeah, look at Byron Velvick's neck. <laughs> we've all taken a, we've all taken a beating out there in the sun. But uh, but not that, that you'll get you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. About those shorts. That's okay. a big time clue. Shorts. That's a big time shorts. Clue. All right. Start so putting your address out there, Jim. All right. So how, <laughs> Mike? We've had several people uh, answer it on the uh, instant message feed. Okay. okay. Which is dynamite. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do I get their address? Uh, they have to instant message it in or call. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if they could call in, that would be absolutely okay. awesome. Well, have we so got any right answers? Oh, we have the right answer. We do. I'm staring at it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. person Here. who has the right answer okay. with everything. All right, so let's, 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 let's give their name. Let's announce the answer, and then we'll ask them to call in. And we'll have Brian put the number back on. That's great. Okay, so who do we have an answer from? We have an answer from Todd with two D's. Todd. Two D's, Todd. Two D's, Todd. T-O-D-D, double D's. Yep, and he wrote in Paul Elias. Uh, Elias. Whoa, whoa. Elias. Elias. <laughs> I am so sorry. Did you say Elias? I did. What? I did. So sorry, Paul. Did you know Paul Ice had a sparrow come out of his beard back then? Okay. Paul Ice. Paul Elias. Okay. One at Seneca Lake on 1983. Correct. Okay. And just a side note. Correct. I was two. You were two. <laughs> that ain't right. No, it isn't. Uh, is this correct, Pete? This is the correct answer. <gasps> Todd with double D. Todd with double D's. Todd, since you got both answers correct... Give us a call. You're going to get the Fishity Gift Pack. And, more importantly, 
the Abu Garcia top of the line Ike combo <laughs> with fat head on the end. It's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Pretty unique. All right, Brian, we're winding down here. Um, let's end the show uh, on a good note. Let's end the show on a positive note. And one more time, let's talk about the jersey. I uh, want to thank everybody for for uh, auctioning on this jersey, for, for going on the bid. We're going to let this run till midnight. Let's let it run till midnight. At 11.59 tonight, we're going to shut this auction down. There's still a little time to bid on it. At the next show, we're going to announce the winner, Pete. We're going to announce the, the winner and uh, want to thank everybody f- for supporting Lou Beaver and his family. Thank you very much. Yes, we're, ma'am. We're the bid. I have to say that I'm very excited that the bid is now at $406. Ooh. Wow. We are almost at the $500 goal. I know someone wants to see you match those $500 out there. Absolutely. We're at uh, uh, lovely Anna Banana just updated us. We're at a little over $400. Help us out. Help Lou and his, his family. Uh, he's got four kids. Uh, a lot of costs there. Let's get this up to $500. Ike Live is going to match the donation. Man, we appreciate your support. Uh, just just a really cool thing we got to do in the show. Uh, let's end it uh, talking a little bit about the next show real quick just to get everybody excited. The next show, Pete, is going to be on... You ready for this? August... Is it 12th? I think it is the 12th. August 12th. Monday, August 12th. Immediately... After the Delaware River. After the Delaware River. It's going to be an exciting show, and I'd like to be the first to tell you here that it's going to be a three-hour show, Pete. Three-hour show. special... August 11. August 11th. <laughs> Take that back. Monday, August 11th. Okay. And we'll have all this up on the website. A three-hour show. A three-hour show. Eight to 11 p.m. And it's going to be a big recap of the Delaware River. Okay. We're going to have a lot of special guests, a lot of guys sticking around from the Delaware River Tournament. So we're going to have surprise elite guests. We're going to have some uh, some sponsor representatives in the house. It's going to be like the animal. You remember the animal house? Yeah. Like the frat scene where they're all just going crazy? Cool. It's going to be like that. Well, will we have a uh, one of those uh, elite blue trophies at the, on the show? I that's yet to be determined, but I'm excited. I I hope that uh, I hope that we have one sitting there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I do too. But uh, want to thank everybody for joining tonight. Uh, you make this show. Uh, as always, let us know what you think. Uh, text me. Uh, no, don't text me because I'm not giving out my phone number. <laughs> send me a message on Facebook. Send me a message on Twitter. Uh, we want to know what you think about the show. We want your input. And uh, want to thank all the sponsors. Want to thank the guests. Justin Lucas, Brandon Polnick. Awesome guests. Them guys were great. Fat Cat Newton, thank you very much. Uh, Anna Banana. Filling you're, in. You're wonderful, in lady. Thank we love you, you lady. Thank you. Nice. And I would like to thank Becky for her blingage jewelry that I wore tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Becky. Oh, thank you, Becky. And, of course, Mr. Bob Soley, friend of the show. And uh, what a show, Pete. I, it was very entertaining. I enjoyed being here. Okay. We'll see you next time. My guy, Ganelli, Pete Glusick, Ike Live. See you soon. Why are you supposed to cut it? <laughs>